it's about getting into schools and talking to young people because you know I, I know that people can change uh, and, it, and it's about talking to people and getting them to understand and perhaps step back from violence and, and prejudice and whatever and we just need to work together and keep on the good fight there absolutely Hey there guys, we are ecstatically happy to announce that we are associated with the Sophie Lancaster Foundation. The times are changing and with the unfortunate death of Sophie, those changes have made a massive impact for the future. If Sophie was with us still today, I can guarantee what you are doing will still be reaching so many lives of young teenagers, young adults and those who wish to be as different as possible so thank you very much to find out more about this incredible foundation and all the work they do and more importantly how you can help head on over to www.sophielancasterfoundation.com hi i'm michael moore a master prop maker i'm here on the chronicles of podcast with tom and jamie guys it's the chronicles of podcast again yeah no we're back again sorry about that i know you're like jesus these guys ever leave but uh jamie i believe that it's the chronicles of michael moore am i right yeah you're right it is mr mike moore come on in shall we oh go on hit it Hello, everybody, and welcome to the 25th year, baby, we're quarter of a century old edition of the Chronicles of Podcast. And these are the Chronicles of Mike Moore. It is I, the bearded Brummy Jamie, and with me as always is this handsome son of a gun. <clears throat> do you know what you sounded like? It's a Scotsman, Tom. Do you know what you sounded like? <laughs> you sat, I'm not joking, you'll go back and hear this. You literally sounded like you were going, and the <laughs> is exactly what you sounded like. That, that's a great thing. That sounds amazing to me. And the <laughs> on the chronicle. I mean, okay, is there a cl- who let a clown in? Is there a clown here? What's going on? I have a miniature clown. He's sitting on the floor. What are you doing here? Have you been to clown college? Or you should not be here. Uh, <laughs> I love the idea of clown college. <laughs> Today we're going to learn the tiny bicycles. <laughs> That's from The Simpsons, isn't it? I am uh, confused. Yeah. <laughs> hey, Google Krusty. Ah, <laughs> oh, crap. <laughs> oh, how the devil are you, sir? I'm fucking exhausted. Hey, um, shock, shock, horror, horror, horror. But I remember one of the best Simpsons quotes uh, ever. Like, it was my favourite scenes, which is that guy. And he's like, <laughs> I'm sorry, but I cannot dispose <laughs> this customer's illegal transactions. <laughs> oh, crap. 
I should have said it was a customer. Oh, crap. I should have said it was illegal. Oh, crap. <laughs> oh, it's too hot today. <laughs> Been doing loads that work. So like, every randomly, just keep doing like Burns impressions. So like, um, and like other bands just keep joining in. It's just so much fun. So it's like, uh, Mr. Burns, you have, uh, you are quite ill. You have everything. So what you're saying is I'm indestructible. No, Mr. Burns, the slightest breeze could kill you. Indestructible. <laughs> I actually remember that one. Oh, so good. Oh. I do. I do love it. Sorry. I was off on a massive tangent. I'm very, very tired. It was NFL weekend. Um, so I've been up watching that. Here we go again, boys. Hey. Oh, so yeah, I've just, it's just been a bit of a busy week, really. How was how's how are you? I'm very good. I'm very good. I'm a little bit sleepy because you know it is a uh, twenty to ten at night, but it's all groovy. But yeah, there's not a lot to report, really. No, no. Did you know what it? Do you know what we need to do this week though? Because if it's been a little while, and What's I'm that? back on it. Where's my theme tune? Yeah, I know that. Well, you made it too like vague, so I was just like. Jamie's, where are you? I was dropping some hints. I lost four pound. Yay. Oh, did you? That's amazing. Yay. Back on it. Congratulations. That's good work. I did go to the gym yesterday. Oh, how his look I always find when you go back to the gym and you always go in the evenings that it's just always like round. You didn't take Matt's advice to go at a different time of day then? Well, I had work. I suppose. So I had to go in the evening. I could have gone in the morning, but the other half was here. Um, and I want to see how that's more important to me. Um, is your exercising at home? Well, I, I feel like imagine it's, it's, just, it's like it's like you're like crushed in like sardines. So you're literally there, right? And you're like, "Hello, yes, may I use his weights? Thank you." <laughs> that was a great workout. This this is wonderful, absolutely beautiful. It's really working the wrists. It's absolutely mental. You can't do anything. You you know running like, "Hello, who are you?" Yes, nice to meet you. Yes. <laughs> Hello. Are we, are we using the same treadmill, are we? Because there's, there's not many at all, I think. It's okay. <laughs> I was going to say, when there's that many people in the gym, is it like that? Like, you're using a machine, there's about a line of people stood next to you going, are you done yet? I, I hate those people Are so you much. done yet? That happened to me yesterday. I was just doing a leg workout. I was on the phone to Matt, and I was just like, like it's really, I felt really bad for him because like we were talking, and it's quite a serious conversation, and all of a sudden, I'm like, <laughs> sorry it sounds like i'm fucking on the phone man. i'm so sorry like don't hit me so like really like really fucking serious and i'm just there making like orgasm straining noises down the phone so i felt quite bad but i was doing i was doing like extensions whatever the fuck it's called um and this guy came over and he went how many sets you got left why are you recording it or are you writing it far for me thank you so much so i do what the other half does and i slow down yeah, that's the best thing to do. Just be like, I, I'll take my fucking time now, you prick. You will uh, you will wait. That's why my headphones stay in. So if they talk to me, I just pretend I didn't hear them. Yeah. So it's, it's just... Fuck it's, off and let me I work hate it. it. I hate it. I absolutely hate it when they're using like four machines at once. Why? Why are you using four machines at once? No just, get in, just get in the bin. I had another point, but I can't, I can't remember it. So, um, oh, yes. And I fair play if you're recording it for your own personal whatever else. People who go to the gym and post it on social media, like the actual workouts, I t- I check in. I know that's annoying enough as it is, but I find it. I think it's funny. It's uh, in shit and running on things. Yeah, but the people that film themselves working out, fine. 
but then posting on social media every day. Why? Who, who are you trying to impress? Who needs to, who needs to see it? I don't understand. If it's for all for like self affirmation, yeah, look, I'm doing a great thing. That's that's beautiful. But I just I don't need to know that you're doing chin ups or I, I don't know. Is am I being a knob? I get it when someone's done like a personal best. They're like, I'm pretty look what I achieved. I did well. But some of this is like good day in the gym. So, right, well yeah, I don't, I don't. You did the same I, thing you did every other day. I never forget. I went to the gym with Mark. I used to go with Martin. Uh, this was years ago when he was working at a school bike where I used to live. And uh, there was a guy in there. He was fucking huge, but he knew he was, and he was always posing in the mirror. And I took a photo of Martin. I was taking a piss. I said photo of Martin, but you could see in the picture, the guy's like. Oh, fuck it. It was proper like, Hulk Hogan in it. Oh, it's like knob. Just get a life. I've I've got to make up for my tiny penis. I've got to make it because I take too many steroids, you see. So I've only got a one inch and it's a fucking pencil. So I need to make sure that I look absolutely amazing up top because down below, there's fuck all going on, son. <laughs> fuck all. There's nothing there. No kids for me. No kids for me. I'll literally get the tip in. That's everything in. That's balls deep for me. Just the tip. That's balls deep, that is. <laughs> I am on one today. I'm so sorry. I know it's like one inch and thin as a pencil. <laughs> Are you in there, Dave? Are you doing anything? I came, I came hours ago, love. What's going on with you? I'm on the side of the room. Yeah. I've been to the gym three times since you've been led there. <laughs> <laughs> oh. oh, sorry. I just, you know. Uh, anyway, anyway, anyway. Let's, let's, let's shift on. Jamie, what's your week been like, my friend? I've had a good week. I've had a good week. We have done a fantastic interview. One two. I can, well, yeah, two, in fact. Oh, no, wait, we were called after. No, no, carry on. Carry on. No, no, it's just one, isn't it? Yeah, carry on. Yeah, As you were. Anyway, yeah, a fantastic interview, which I could not wait to fucking get out there because it is bonkers, wonderful. Just, oh, yeah, can't wait to get it out. Yeah, if you guys follow our social media, which I highly doubt, um, we released a picture of a guest we had on Friday evening, and it was literally the most wonderful evening I think we've had. Uh, <laughs> yeah, since Ori. Yeah, just so much fun. Um, I finally, today, I only played for about half an hour. I actually played a game on the Xbox today. Fuck off. A game I got for Christmas. I finally took it out the fucking cellophane today. Yeah, carry on. Yeah, I just like one month later, almost, I finally fucking opened it. It's a Star Wars game that came out a few years ago called Jedi Fallen Order. In order, yeah, yeah. But I, I really like the look of it, so I wanted. I finally wanted to play it. It's really good. I, yeah, I need to try and I, find more time to play it. You need to find more time just for yourself. Yeah, maybe one day. Unlikely, but, but maybe when I'm day. when I'm dead. When I'm dead, yeah. Um, I went to Mary Hill, which is a giant shopping centre in Birmingham if people aren't aware of it and uh, phone upgrade yay new phone who dis as they say but a bit of a gripe with this uh, new phone malark open the phone got my new phone nice shiny fancy got the cable to go with it so you know plugging into shit that's it no new headphones no new plug just the cable what yeah why? What phone is it? Samsung? Yeah. Don't know. I just... Uh, what? Why? Do you know what I don't get with phones now is that people like, 
Oh, I prefer Android. Like, why does it like. matter? Why does it matter? If you like, you like what you like, don't you? Why does it matter what it is? Like. I get iPhone every time. Oh, fucking iPhone wanker. All right, aggressive, but fine, <laughs> if that's how you feel. Like, do you want to calm down a little bit? Granted, granted, one of our previous guests told me to jump off a cliff for being an Android user. Do you know what else? Do you know what, I just turn around and go, orange or apple? Oh, you're an orange, are you? Fucking get up, jump, you know, get in the sea. And the fuck that you are eating an orange? It's apple all day, mate. I mean, personally, I prefer an orange, but yeah. You know, <laughs> strawberry or blueberry? All right, it's getting weird now, Tom. Chimney or equator? <laughs> what? <laughs> parrot, parrot or shovel? Come on. Which one? Got a fucking parrot, twat. <laughs> I always dig holes in the parrot. Who the fuck is a shovel? Well, no, I just, I just being general. It just makes no fucking sense to me. Anyway, no, no. people go get uh, the other one. I don't get people get other people's opinions and then don't listen to them. Right? Oh, yeah, I, yeah. PS Five or Xbox S or whatever the fuck. Oh, I should think you should get this. I'm definitely getting a Switch then. What? That wasn't even that wasn't even one of the answers. What the fuck is wrong with you? <laughs> I, uh, yeah, you're absolutely right though. People put on social media. Don't know which one to get. Which one should I get? Yeah, everyone's like, get this one. It's better. I completely agree. Got the other one because you know, don't want to be a sheep. Fuck off. Oh, I for Android. I oh, got Huawei or whatever the fuck it's called. <laughs> Huawei, Google <laughs> Pixel. Fuck a lot of you. Anyway, sorry. As you we were, as we were. Um, I've obviously been back. I've been been back reannering, which has been quite nice. Not gonna lie, I've really enjoyed being back at work. I bet you're well looking forward to this week. I am. Well, no, I'm not. I'm on two turns, but it's fine. Yeah. <laughs> but fucking work. I was, I had three days off last week, Monday, Saturday, Sunday. Thought nothing of it. Thought that must just this must be because the way they do it following Christmas and whatnot. I had a phone call on Saturday. They were like, where are you? I was like, my schedule says I'm not in. They're like, oh yeah, the system deleted a shift. And that's Thanks. Your, and that's your fault how? But it's like, you notice on the day. So like, you either need to come in tomorrow or, uh, take annual leave I was like you fucked up not me that shit what happened yeah. annual I, just, leave. I took annual leave I had plans because so. <laughs> I've, I've been to two bloody parties this week and there's one two parties Captain Social Life over here his parties what kids parties one was a kids party one was an adult party oh fuck yeah it was um one of Becky's friends father passed away during the lockdown and had a funeral stuff so they decided to have like a wake and celebration of his life which is quite nice saw some old friends haven't seen in a while nice ate a, lo- ate a lot of buffet food probably wasn't a good idea but you know, nice gotta be done then that's four pounds fuck off i know yeah it was on way days also sorted and then we went to a kids party the following day kids parties i hate them that's why really, I don't have children. Really hate them. But I did get my one favourite thing that I love with kids' parties. When people hire, like, children's entertainers, there's always that one person who you can see in their eyes and their face fucking hates their job. And there was one of them, and it made my day, because I was just watching her the whole time. Because he had the one main guy, and he's like, come on, kids, we're doing the Paw Patrol dance. And she's just like, kill me. I fucking hate my life. Well, the child was doing that. No, the, the woman that was part of the company, oh, the, the children entertainers company. I was like, she just death was in her face. She was just like, I would rather be doing anything but this job. I'd rather be cleaning toilets with a toothbrush at McDonald's if I'm honest with you. Right about <laughs> I'd be rather digging holes with a parrot than doing this right now. <laughs> yeah. And speaking of parrots, why is it yogurt? 
good callback. <laughs> Speaking of parrots and animals, I thought of another expression. Okay. There's not enough room in here to swing a cat. Who the fuck tried to swing a cat in a small room? Uh, abusers, Jamie, that's who. The people that did the RSPCA reading on them, that's who it is. <laughs> Never got that one. It's not so weird how animals just get all the abuse, don't they? They really do. It's, I'm not, I'm so, I bet, do you reckon someone saw us... Uh, a zebra went, I want to walk all over that. Zebra crossing. Zebra crossing. Oh, fuck's... Fucking hell. Wait a minute. It's safari. It's like, I've got a great idea for when I get back to the UK. What I'm going to do with a zebra. I want to walk all over you, motherfucker. That's what I want to do. Hey, Dave, you know you want us to paint the floor or to get people to cross the road about using the lights? A bloody lovely animal over here in the safari. I reckon we can make it look like one of them. And while you're at it, have you ever heard of a barcode? <laughs> <laughs> because I hit black and white stripes, mate. Perfect. We're on to a fucking winner with this one, boys. No, I would play for Newcastle. Sign for Newcastle United. <laughs> I don't know where we're going with this. I have no idea. Uh, it's great. <laughs> what have you been up to? Uh, that way works for Foot Locker. Yeah. <laughs> Referees. Yeah, perfect. Foot um, Locker. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, me. Anyway, anyway, what are you looking at? <laughs> and and scene. Um, well, a lot of reanering, um, which has been quite nice actually. Spent a lot of time in the half. We went to the movies on Wednesday and saw the three five five, which I highly recommend, and I mean, high- Sebastian stands in it. Okay. Um, but basically, it's about um female I don't I couldn't want to call myself but they work in like the secrets um like CIA and MI5 that sort of stuff and it's like American Chinese German there's loads of different ones and they've all got the same agenda so they'll team up and just kick fucking ass and it's amazing. Okay. It's really cool really good movie. Um there are bits where you go yeah and then you go oh shit this is that uh, it's it's really good just the action and it's phenomenal. Um so yeah, highly recommend 355 if you're going to get to go to cinema or illegally stream, Jamie. Um, so I would not have such accusations thrown around. We were meant to go and watch The Electric Life of Lewis Wayne, um, but we decided that we were too shattered and I had taken out the cinema. It's like, you bastards. Huh. Um, but just so you know, The King's Man is on Disney Plus in three weeks' time. That's quick. Yeah, I know. I was like, oh, okay. <laughs> Um, we pay £10 for our cinema cards every month, so we just go whatever the fuck we like. It's brilliant. Um, so, yeah, a bit of re-entering. Uh, we, like we said, we did that amazing interview on Friday. But Friday at work, we broke, like, record sales that we've ever done. Nice. So our target's 11.5. We did 16K. Jesus. But it, I know. <laughs> it didn't It – didn't the weird thing was it was really busy, but it didn't feel busy. So when I came home after work, I was like – why am I so knackered? <laughs> like, oh my days. And I saw a thing, I was like, oh shit, that would explain it. I know we had that glorious interview. Um, Which on, certainly woke you back up. Oh, absolutely. On Friday night. Um, but they did they did it again on the Saturday, but luckily I wasn't in. I went to scratch my eye then and I realized I forgot my eyeglasses on. Um, <laughs> I do that all the time. That. You must see that on the YouTube, those listening on the audio. Um yeah, so I wasn't in on the Saturday. They did 14 and a half on Saturday, but we, me and the other half, had a nice day out in Barry Island. 
always wanted to go to Barry. I was quite Barry, jealous when I saw this. Thank you so much for letting us use your island, mate. We really, really appreciate it. Um, dude, best, best, best weekend, best afternoon that was. We um, we got there about two-ish, um, went and got fish and chips straight away. Uh, the queue was Absolutely. like 45 minutes. What? Uh, but for a place called Boofies, oh my God, it was so worth it. Oh, dude, delicious. It's like 21st best chip shop in Wales, isn't it? Um, 21st best. <laughs> yeah, that's what it says. 2019. They're quite proud of that, I think. <laughs> <laughs> There's 20 other better ones in the whole of this tiny country. Mind you, co- COVID though. So obviously they're just maybe they've not been moved. I don't know. Um, but it's funny because there's chip shops around them that are all shut like permanently. Oh, really? Mm. <laughs> We're now number 10. Uh, fucking default. And uh, so we had fish and chips, which was delicious. Then we went for a walk up on like to like the point. So it's like all the beach, but there's like a grassy, pathy area. It's at like, the big point. So we went up mm. there and like just the sea all around us. It was just, it was stunning. Uh, and in the half, it was an amazing photo. Uh, and it got a fisherman in. There's a fisherman like down the cliff edge a little bit. But it's a silhouette of him. So it's like he's all blacked out. And it's just all the... Did you see it? Like all the sunrise. Yeah, I think I did there. actually. Yeah, yeah, yeah. All the sunsets behind him. She's like, do you reckon they're one? Should we ask? <laughs> she's so lush. Did she actually go ask him? No. But oh. uh, but she said, she's like, should I go ask him? And I was like, it's a bit cold, love. I think we should get off here. <laughs> Dude, it's fucking freezing. The wind chill was like, oh. So I better be found. What position have we found dead with? It's point my watch. Like, you're late. Um... Uh, yes, Craig Campbell. Um, so we went there and then we went back and played in the arcades and we got really addicted to a deal or no deal game. So we get a box of tickets, yeah. Put it in, we're like, right. Um, and my my box had 250 tickets in, and I dealt the phone call before that. I could, I won at 86. Yeah, it's just so <sighs> like shit like that. It's just like we had so much fun, like we were loving it. Um, weren't you going to be on deal or no deal once? I got to the final audition stage, yeah, then never got picked. That was it. I remember, I remember there was a story with you and Deal or No Deal. I couldn't think what it was. Then. Because they, they asked me to talk about myself on camera for a minute. And because this was way, way, way before we did this. This is 2008. Um, so I was like, hi, yeah, my name's Tom. I like walks along, walks on the beach. <laughs> Get it. Uh, my favourite food is soup. Um, <laughs> and I like bread with it. And... Do you know what? I've forgotten absolutely everything about myself. I've forgotten everything. I can't remember. Oh, I, I, think that, I, I think I like rabbits. I can't remember. <laughs> like just stuff like that. It just royally, royally fucked it. Now be like, what's your favourite food? Enchiladas. Nine's my fucking, nine is my, uh, <laughs> it's my <laughs> target. I've, I'll get, I'll get it again. <laughs> oh, I don't think there's nine enchiladas ever again. Um, so yeah, we did that. Uh, we played loads of, um, so we're going to keep all the receipts for our tickets until we can get like, something decent. So we're going to go back every now and again and just go in the same arcade and just play games again. Lots of 2P machines. Um, Best. The other half wanted to play like the hammer thing where you've got to hit it to the top. But I, I was like, don't hit it too hard. Just like hit it hard enough to get to the bonus. She's like, no. And she like smacked it. went, Bruh, and then it came right back down again. I was like, see? Um, there was something really funny there, right? So obviously we're still watching 24. Yes. Season five now. And... She was like, when do they sleep? I was like, what do you mean? She's like, well, when do they sleep? It's like, it's 24 hours, babe. So every episode's an hour. She goes, no, it's weeks, isn't it? Right. Are you sat down? <laughs> Let's have a chat, shall we? 
babe, every episode is one hour. Yeah, but so when do they sleep? It's an hour. Yeah, but it's weeks. No, it's not. It's a day. The whole show is a day. The whole series is a day. Do you know what? I did not know that. What? How do you not know that either? The whole point, <laughs> it's called 24 for a reason. I thought every show was one day. I don't know. That's what she thought. <laughs> I've never watched it, though. You're on season five. She should have got that by now. Every episode's an hour. It's, okay. it's filmed in real time. So when it was on TV, it would match the time on the on your watch. Oh. How mental is that? Oh. Innovative. Innovative. Um, bless her face. So if you're watching that, I've started watching The Stranger because I hadn't seen it because I love Stay Close so much. So I watched The Stranger and I said six of that. That's fucking brilliant as well. Um, and then we're going to watch Safe with Michael C. Hall, plays Dexter. Um, oh, he's that's, an, that's, that's another Harlan Coben um, book. So we're gonna, I'm going to watch that afterwards. Um, quite an author, this guy. I might look at some of his books. Some of his, like, it's like proper, like, whodunit sort of thing. Fuck, phenomenal. The TV series are excellent. So if you can watch them, watch them. Stay Close is fantastic. Um, so yeah, we're doing that. Um, and then, of course, I started my exams for work yesterday um done a four of 33 so far 33 yeah it's nuts it's nuts but they're all open books so it's not but i i can't do my, i have to be in i have to be supervised so i'm not cheating oh, um, okay. i have to do at work but the work can't give me the fucking time um sorry it was just getting on my tits so i was with four of 33 so far uh so that's going well uh obviously it was nfl sunday nfl saturday and sunday both of the both of the one seeds are out already. Everyone's going nuts. Everyone's losing their shit. Both of the um, one, right? Sorry, the number one seeds, the best two teams in the league. Oh, okay. Of the AFC and the NFC, the Green Bay Packers have gone, and the Tennessee Titans have gone. Um, so I'm a little bit stumped now. The Buccaneers went out, so Tom Brady's not there anymore. So I'm more than happy with that. But in the AFC and the Steelers side of things, the Cincinnati Bengals are still there. Obviously, one of our big divisional rivals, and they've got to play the Kansas City Chiefs in the championship game. Now the Chiefs were losing with 13 seconds to go last night and they won. In That's impressive. Bastards. <laughs> Fucking. The Chiefs have become the new Patriots. Like, get in the bin. I'm so sick of them already. Ooh. I feel I feel like it's an insult now to keep Chiefs fans if you say they're not the new Patriots. I bet they, they get are angry when you say that. They are because Patrick Mahomes has been a quarterback, quarterback for the Chiefs four years as starter, and they've made the championship game four years running straight. It's boring. Always the burden dynasty, and I get it, but oh god, it's just dull. Yeah. So. I don't want to see him in the Super Bowl again, but I don't want to see the Bengals there either. So I'm like, fuck, I can't read. You know, I'm stumped. So the NFC side is the Rams. The Los Angeles Rams was the San Francisco 49ers. So I have those two. More than happy to go and win it. <laughs> More than happy. Out you go. <laughs> but the other half likes the Rams. So hopefully the Rams will go all the way in a, with their team. They deserve it. I know you don't know any NFL stuff, so I'll stop there. Um, I know so a yeah. Ram is like a sheep. It is. Um, so <laughs> as close as you're getting from me <laughs> but they were 27-3 up on the Buccaneers and Tom Brady got to 27 all with 40 seconds to go and Stafford threw two massive fucking passes and they kicked a field goal and won it was amazing the amount of fumbles and intercept oh god it was just batshit fourth quarter I loved every single second of it I fucking loved the NFL I love the sports so goddamn much but um, 
And then here we are. I did miss, actually. I watched um, season three of Afterlife. I watched it all in one night. God damn. Yeah. It's only like half an hour each in the six episodes. So it didn't take that long. We put one on. We're like, should we start this? And the next thing you know, we're like, oh, okay, we finished it. Should we go to bed? Oh, there's only one episode left. Might as well finish it. They've been putting the benches out everywhere, haven't they? Yeah. It's a fucking beautiful show, though. Have you watched it? I'm not sure. You don't like a huge base. Oh, no. It's, it's not like his normal stuff. It's a real beautiful show. Really is. Really beautiful show. Absolutely loved it. And I don't know if you've seen this. Have you seen they released an orchestral version of the South Park theme song? No. Yes. Yes, I have. It actually finally announced properly, officially, what Kenny says. Oh, really? Someone sings it normally. I always heard it was I Like Girls With Big Fat Titties. Yeah. It's almost, it's I Like Girls With Big Fat Titties, I Like Girls With Deep Vaginas. <laughs> okay. Yeah, I so- not know that. Because the brand new series starts next week. Yeah, it was to celebrate the 25th anniversary. They did like this. Yeah. It's beautiful. It's so good. I it's saw like, a little Come bit on down to South Park. It's yeah. fucking brilliant. <laughs> they are just geniuses, though, aren't they? they really Absolute are. geniuses. Um, so, yeah, I'm very excited for that. And I have now seen the trailer for Bel Air. Oh, um, what did you think? It does look really good. It does, doesn't it? It does look really good, yeah. So I'm about to catch that at some point. February 13th, I think it starts. Some liar. Super Bowl Sunday, yeah. Did you watch uh, the trailer for Moon Knight? No. Oh, that looks good. One of the actors has died already, isn't he? Yeah, skiing accident. Fucking hell. Poor bastard. Yeah. That is nuts, dude. Absolutely nuts. Um, lovely. So, well, we're, we're all caught up. We're caught up, yeah. So, stay cosy. Stay, are you here? Shall we hear from them? Oh, go on then. Hey, Jamie, do you like being cosy? I do. And do you like staying cosy? I like that even more. Then just heading over to www.staycosyclothing.com where you can find hoodies, tees, sweaters, and much, much more. And just enter The Chronicles as one word at checkout to receive 10% off your order. And make sure you follow them on the Instagram at Stay Cozy Clothing to keep up to date with all the new designs. Remember, guys, that's The Chronicles as one word at checkout to receive 10% off your order. And now back to this week's episode. Jamie. Hello. It's that time again, isn't it? Is it my favourite time of the week? It's time for Callum Street Chins. Yeah! <laughs> <laughs> Do you want to know something? Callum will be able to tell you in Callum's Treachings. It's cereal soup. Ooh. Callum is back once again to treach the world. Again, like the renegade master. But without the ill behaviour. Yeah. Jamie. Yes. What is Callum treaching us this week? We should be thankful that the manufacturers of our Bluetooth headphones made it so that when they die, the music doesn't just start blaring out of the phone and instead just stops playing. That is a very good point. Right. Can you explain to me? Because my brain went, yes, okay. <laughs> Basically, what he's saying, you know, you've got Bluetooth headphones in. Yeah. He's saying you should be grateful that when they die, 
they stop the music playing and they don't just blare the music out of your phone speaker. Oh, I see. I thought yeah. he meant that when we die. So I was like, <laughs> well, what do you mean when we die? It doesn't blare it out. <laughs> as soon as you pass away, your phone just starts playing songs. <laughs> yeah. That is a very good point. That is a I'll, very good point, especially if you listen to something quite inappropriate. Can you imagine if you're watching porn. <laughs> Let's get, let's get into the good bit. Let's get into the good bit. Power off. Ah! Fuck! <laughs> Not again! In the middle of this train, all the next is going like, oh, it's good bit, this is. <laughs> I remember me, me and my husband used to be able to do that. I'm like, Bon Jovi, I'm halfway there. <laughs> okay, Enid is getting weird now. Please stop talking. <laughs> Although I would love that if that happened, if it was some like, old person I don't know why like a real old person use Bluetooth headphones but if you're just doing that and their phone just dies and some like NWA or Eminem starts playing <laughs> this little granny sound <laughs> up but it's fucking amazing <laughs> we're still rapping this oh for sure ding 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 <laughs> still D.R.E. <laughs> <laughs> yeah that that'll want to happen pass me some of that ganja <laughs> Oh, it's the good shit. Remember when we used to pass the duck to the left-hand side? <laughs> Have you put some fucking DMX on, Enid? Put some fucking DMX on, all right? I've had enough of your shit. <laughs> Let's get fucked up, bitches. <laughs> <laughs> That's it, George. Is there is it like sticks like, oh, yes. <laughs> oh, yes, me mama, what me say? Like, ready for the next episode, episode, episode. Hold up, then. Hey, come here, Enid. You come to me, you play. Come on, you play. Let's go. You grind. You grind. Oh, there goes my hip. There goes my hip. It's okay. Let's get ready for the next episode. <laughs> Sorry. Oh, I have absolutely no idea. I love it when you go off on a tangent and shit like that. It's just the best. I just sit here and watch the chaos unfold. <laughs> Ah, <laughs> oh, um, but yes, can you have a good, yeah, that'll be a very good point. Thank you, Bluetooth companies. Yes. That, or you're sat there like, I'm a baby girl, <laughs> a baby well, power off, light in plastic. It's for the shit, shit. And it's like this big, bold, built like a brick shit house guy, tattoos on his fucking forehead. <laughs> yes, exactly. <laughs> tattoo, tattoo the forehead. <laughs> Just like, do you know what I mean? Why would you want to do that? No, I'm pretty certain I know people that have their forehead tattooed. That's when they get like, fuck off or something. Or yeah, like, that yeah, I don't get. Yeah. But there you go. Jamie, what else is Callum treating us this week? More people have climbed Mount Everest than have descended it. Oh, that's oh, a morbid fact. It. Jesus Christ. That's such a good point, though. It's a very good point. You never hear about people. Do you know OC almost died up there? Did he? I don't even know. Went up yeah. there. Died up. He did it for comic, uh, sport relief. Hmm. He went up with like some people and everything. And he apparently was talking on the podcast with Jason Nosey. Jason Nosey show. People check it out. It's fucking brilliant. And um, he was like, oh, I'm almost dead, you Bill. I'm almost dead. Because apparently he started hallucinating and like he was trying to catch his breath, but his breath was getting shallower and shallower. Um, I can't really say it saved his life, but... Yes, mental, mental story. I love Jason Osi so much. I don't get how people can look at a mountain and go, I'm going to climb that. Nah, I'm good. I'll stand on the ground. One of my housemates loves climbing, so he'd probably go for it. Like, 
I want to conquer Kilimanjaro. Why? Just because I want to. You know, there's no air, like, hardly the oxygen. It's like minus whatever fucking degrees up there. So you probably die. Yeah, it's fine. <laughs> Plenty of people have died on there, but not me. I'll be the one. What about, you know, and coming down, and I just saw the cliff and nothing to really walk on. What if you fall? I used to, I did a, a walk for charity in the Lake District when I was 17 for school for sixth form. And I went up Scarfell Pike in the Lake District. So I climbed Scarfell Pike. Uh, but it started to rain and it's like slated. Uh, it's like, so we started to climb it and I was like, oh, I don't feel safe. I'll go around. But as I went around, the floor started to disappear. And it was like a 150 foot drop. And I was like, fuck. Okay, I don't really want to do this anymore. And I couldn't get back. And my teachers are going, stay there. Just stay there. And they literally had to grab me by like the back. And then, yeah, I had to hold on. And then it was awful. And they got me up. Bloody hell. Brutal. Absolutely brutal. They might make it up at Everest. But have they ever dealt with that mountain in the the Lake District? I think not. Yeah, well, Everest is obviously way fucking higher. I know. I was trying to give you some credit. I appreciate that. But no, that was pathetic. That literally was... (laughs) I could just jump down there. It's fine. Um, Everest, everyone's like, ah. and then they have like the bridges that are like on rope. And it's just like logs. No, thanks. Oh, no, never, 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 never. No, Cam, that was morbid. I liked it. I think it was a very good point, though. No it's one a very think, good point. No one ever talks about how people descend down it. They just talk about how they climb it. Do many people climb back down? Do they just get like helicopters? I don't really know. I don't really know. They probably just ski. <laughs> just jump. Whee! On their ass, yeah. <laughs> Just get on the rock. Just get a burlap sack. It'll make it down. It's been the greatest of my life. <laughs> John? John? Where is she? Oh, she's watching that porn again, for fuck's sake. <laughs> oh, I'm a motherfucking G. <laughs> get that new Eminem album on. Um, anyway. <laughs> and finally, Jamie, what is Callum treating us this week? Vampires probably started the rumour that they're allergic to garlic because that way we would season ourselves before they drank our blood. (laughs) 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 Fucking brilliant. (laughs) Ah, she cooked a human tonight. We'll put a bit of pepper, a bit of onion, a bit of garlic. Yes, ah, lovely, spicy, a bit more. Ah, I get the very fed up with this taste. We have the same thing for a thousand years. Why do they, why they not flavour themselves for us? <laughs> what are you doing? Ah, I love garlic, mate. I'd be quite happy if I was a vampire and a bit of garlic on there. Ah, oh, tray delish. Love it. Vitamin G. Love it. What? Vitamin G. What? Garlic. That's what I, an old friend of mine is called garlic, vitamin G, and it's stuck. Yeah. Why? Because we have that much of it, it's part of our part of our system. Need it uh, in your okay. life. That's fair. So I thought it was a technical term for it, so I was like, continue. No, no, just <laughs> just just friend being an idiot. Ah, uh, okay. I can imagine it being the parch blank. You know, you, I would wear like a spit roast thing through our mouth in our asshole. What? Like, like we're just like rolling around going, this is so much fun. I don't know <laughs> why they're cooking. You know, they chop all the potatoes and chop everything into us and stuff like that. Oh, now I'm with you. I got really lost then. That's absolutely I'm with fine. You now. And we're still talking about vampires and garlic, right? And yeah, cooking, yeah, seasoning humans. Yeah. 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 Where did you go? I don't really. I thought we were still about vitamins. I got really confused. Like, and you still talk about things of her ass. I was like, what? How do you take yeah. your vitamins? <laughs> well, I inject them actually, but you know, it's just every now and again I need to rectally enter them. Insert, not enter. Insert them. I thought that massively. 
I was about to be a joke and I fucked it. <laughs> but no, no Callum, that is a fantastic point. It is. It's a great point. What another great section of treachins. We just love them so much. The boy can do no wrong. Not at all. Jamie. Hello. It's time for Tom's Journal. Oh, read me a piece. And welcome to another edition of Tom's Journal. I would bloody well love to. Don't you worry about that. Right. It's very, very small this week because fucking nothing's happened. (laughs) But first and foremost, to start the journal off, Jamie, right? Why does quicksand work so slowly? You've just blown my tiny mind. That's a really good fucking point. Yeah. Why does what? I feel like it's been falsely labelled. Why the fuck is it called quicksand? Exactly. English language, again, just loves to fuck around with it. That's a fucking good point. Absolute bastard. That doesn't make for good podcasting because it's just me sat here going, what? Wait, what? Yeah, what? Huh? Ah! I swear people will be at Starbucks just saying random shit like, let me get a grande iced mocha, no foam, quad soy hexagon, vortex hypotenuse. (laughs) <laughs> it wouldn't surprise me if that is actually a drink at Starbucks to be come yeah, on. it probably is probably yeah is. probably like boom you're like oh, Jesus fucking Christ well you watched the hypotenuse didn't you yeah why does it say Sam well that's your fucking name now isn't it no it's your it's your fucking, your fucking name, name. <laughs> I said Tom that's not how you spell it why do Starbucks people do that what's your name oh my name's Christian cool M-I-K-E <laughs> what <laughs> oh, it's, it's shorter and faster, Mike. All right, my name's Christian. Yeah, fuck off, Mike. Shut up and have your fucking mucker. All right. I just don't get why they feel the need to put your name on it. Why can't they just give you a number like everywhere else? I don't know, Jamie Westwood. All right, I don't know how they operate. No. Um, but there you go. So, do you know what else I do? Right, I respect people who can save money by eating at home. If I have a bad day at work, I'm picking up food on the way home. If I have a good day at work, I'm picking up food to celebrate. And if I make my own lunch, I'll pick up food for dinner since I already saved money on lunch. <laughs> the way you said that, though, was like you felt it in your bones. Yeah, me and the half were like, that's so us. <laughs> well, I only had soup for lunch, so I can, I can have a KFC for dinner. It's 15 quid delivery, I don't give a shit. I had a 49 for the p- delivery, not the food. For the yeah. delivery. I had a four strand pizza in a seat for lunch, so I well, I fucking liked you. All right, carried all right, you don't chill out. <laughs> I definitely get that one when I've had a, like back in the day when I've had a bad day. I was like, do you know what? Today was shit. I'm having a Chinese. That'll make all my problems go away. I'm so frustrated because I'm like, I used to stop buying Tesco meal deals from Tesco every every lunchtime. Tesco is lit. So I, where I work, Tesco is there. So it's just around the corner. Like, oh, oh, Greg's is directly opposite as well. So it's just like, we go around and be like, oh, you know what? I'm not, I'm not going. I'm not going to Tesco. I'm just going to have this rice I've brought with me. It's runny rice, though. Don't want rice? <sighs> and it's vegetable. Oh, off Tesco we go. <laughs> Do you spend about an hour before your break having this internal conversation? Yes. So? Yeah. <laughs> I won't buy coffee. I won't go to buy coffee today. I won't buy coffee today. Oh, I really want a coffee. I could almost have to make one. Is there any milk? No, of course there isn't. I'm going to get a coffee then. 
I haven't been to work to check if there's any milk, but I know if it's anything like the other day, there's going to be no milk. Let's not tempt fate, eh? Do you know what? It's what, where this unbelievable obsession for coffees come from. Do you know what I mean? Like People are so odd. It's like how dogs all of a sudden became like the be-all and end-all. The world does seem to go through phases. It's weird, isn't it? It was beards, then it was dogs, that's coffee. It's just so odd. I hated never... that fucking beard phase. Oh, look at you, you hipster beard. No, I have one because I'm ugly. Leave me alone. I've had, some, I've had mine for years. They go, yeah, exactly, hipster. You had it before it was cool. Like, fuck off. <laughs> anyway, <laughs> an entry in the journal you're going to absolutely love. Go for it. My son, Luke, loves how I named our kids after Star Wars characters. My daughter, Chewbacca, not so much. <laughs> that was a Wookiee mistake. Ah, oh, <laughs> he's here all fucking week, lads. He's here all hey. fucking week. And finally, nice short journal for you this week. Jamie. Hello. If he calls it a... You ready to play this game? If he what, sorry? If he calls it a... Okay. If he calls it a cock, he watches too much porn. If he calls it a dick, he watches too much Seth Rogen movies. If he calls it a penis, nerd alert. If he calls it a wang, he still lives with his mum. If he calls it a hog, Trump supporter. If he calls it a wand, double nerd alert. If he calls it a wiener, he wears socks to bed. If he calls calls it a knob, British. If he calls it the D train, call the cops. And finally, and finally, if he calls it Mr. Boopsy, he's a keeper. Forever what and call him I know. If ever if I ever heard anyone call their dick the D train, I would just <laughs> chin him. <laughs> if, if I ever heard anyone go, okay, I ride on the D train, I'd be like, come here. Boff, get in the fucking sea. Depends if they're saying it to be like just being a silly twat, if they're saying it in seriousness. You know it's such a lad thing, doesn't it? Oh, it oh, is the, proper. The fucking D train, mate. <laughs> It's, a, it's the la- it's the lads in the pub. Is it was like the Welsh police. Yeah. <laughs> I've got an absolute arsehole sat in front of me. Yeah. He called it the D train. Right, we'll be straight over. FBI turn up. <laughs> <laughs> Jack Bauer appears. What the fuck are you doing here? <laughs> Speaking of Jack Bauer, I actually listened to a song off his new album. I was intrigued. Blow Street? Yeah, the first song on it. I was oh. like, right, you know, I quite liked it. I was it's like, so I, good. I listened to it I was about two minutes in. I was like, I can see why Tom loves this. The new album is Tom fantastic. Man, I'm going to see him in September, October time. I can't wait. Oh, no. It's been like, Jack. <laughs> I wonder if people actually call it. People must call him that. Oh, got to. They've got to. At least but someone. It's going to be like, you're Keeper Sutherland. You're like a massive fucking, you're a huge actor, now singer. And you're stood in front of me in tram shedding card if it's fucking tiny. That's amazing. I'm going to push the front. Oh, it's a country, but I don't give a shit. There's going to be no mosh pits there. I'm going to straight to the front. I'm going to be one of them it's fucking fans. I'm going to take my knickers off. Like, <laughs> this is weird. They'll have to be like, what the fuck have you got my bra on for? Jack, woo! <laughs> I thought I'd borrow it for Keith for all right, though. Absolutely. But yeah, the album's banging. Everyone go check out Blore Street from Kiefer Sutherland. It's fucking excellent. Jamie. Hello. Was another edition.
of Tom's Journal. Yeah, it was. I enjoyed that one. So before we go and head on over, over here. Over there. Uh, over there, yeah. We should uh, hear from our friends at Syscast. Oh, go on then. Hi, I'm Frank Guglielmelli, and I'm the narrator for some wonderful audio dramas from Syscast, like Marty and Mars, Bounty Hunters, and a great part in Val Toby, with much more to come. You can find these programs on Spotify or wherever you listen to podcasts. Or head over to our website, www.syscast.com. We are excited to announce that we are now affiliated with the Chronicles of Podcast with Tom and Jamie. Val Toby Season 2 was in the works, but there's some big news coming. So it's been put on hold. So keep your eyes peeled for what is to come in the world of Syscast. It's quite exciting. I was about to say, do you know what the news is? I know what it is, but I will tell you when we are off air. I'm not allowed to say I'm here, so I'll tell you treat. You all have to wait for the news, ladies and gentlemen. But thank you for coming and checking out our show and for checking out Val Toby and all the audio dramas that says cast to provide Marty and Mars and Bounty Hunters with more to come. It's Jamie. Hello, sir. Uh, the piece of resistance is here and he wants to know if you're okay. Uh, tell the piece. I'm absolutely fine. Thank you very much. It's very, we... very nice thing to ask. Excellent. Shall we introduce the piece into the world? Damn right we should. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the Chronicles of Michael Moore. Mike is a propologist shall we say a master propologist he builds props for tv series and movies such as la hobbit such as uh dances with wolves such as jamie's one of jamie's favorites star trek whether that be deep space nine whether that be voyager or whether that be the next generation yeah you're proud of me yeah i fucking remembered him i am actually straight i remembered him um (laughs) So, yeah, he is uh, a master propologist in the way he builds props, shoes, weapons, communicators, guns. If you name it, he's done it. And what I also love about him, he did Beetlejuice, Downs Family Values as well, is that when he built said props, he then go, oh, so, you know, he did, he did this movie. Did I? <laughs> I don't remember what it was. Until so he goes and watched it and goes, ah, oh, that's what I did. I loved that. I love that with the Adams family story. It's Mike is absolutely amazing. I, this conversation was awesome. So many amazing stories, and like like Tom said for me, I'm a Star Trek fan, a Trekkie as I like to say. And the fact that you know he was asked to build a tricorder, which is something they use in the show, and not only was he just given the specs to make it, him and his partner they designed it, they built it, they put it all together, and they literally turned around and went. Here you go. And they're like, fuck yeah, Mike, that's ace. We're using that. We that is that amazing. an hour ago. Yeah. How the hell did you make that so quick? The fact he turns things around, the story of the stories he tells from the term working on the Hobbit, it's a fascinating conversation. As you're hearing this as well, you know, we've got to have Mike back on the show because so we barely touched this guy's career. He's done so much awesome stuff. Absolutely. But I also love like so why am I doing this? So what's it for? So why is that going to go in there? So why am I doing this? What? Okay, right. So what's that going to be for? Why am I doing that? Why have I got to put it in here? Am I to put it over here? Okay, so why is it going in that? I love how the man literally needs to know the ins and outs of absolutely everything. So obviously you get a lot of how things are made at the beginning, and then you get a lot of all the movies he's worked on towards the end. 
Jamie. Any final words? Thank you, Mr. Moore. This was absolutely awesome. Really I, enjoyed this. I can only apologise to you all listening to this as well. The amount of times that me and Jamie go, wow, it's <laughs> awesome. Oh, my days, no way, is insane. The man's done a lot of cool stuff. I know. All right. We were just, I think we're more in awe than asking questions. Uh, but hopefully you'll enjoy this as much as we did recording it. Ladies and gentlemen, here we go. Ladies and gentlemen, interviewing this week, he is a propologist. You could even say he's a master propologist, owner and creator of HMS Studios and owner of Propology 101. It's Michael Mora. Absolutely. Thank you for being so punctual, by the way. Five minutes early as well. It's appreciated massively. Well, yeah. Well, I'm usually early at everything. Oh, okay. <laughs> it's like we just turn up and like, I've been here two hours, boys. Where have you been? <laughs> In some cases, yeah. If, I'm on, if I have to be on set for something, I'm there early. Fair play. I think it's the best way to be there, isn't it? I, I can't stand being late for anything. It's a horrific feeling. Somebody go to shows or gigs or something, you always rock up like, we need to go now, but it's Tuesday. The gig's on Wednesday. I don't care. We need to go now. <laughs> well, I, not that bad, but I, I, prep, I prep for it, yeah. Yeah, no, that's, I was just talking about myself. That's what I do. So I go to like big sporting events or some gigs or something, and I'm always like, oh my God, the gig's in two days. I need to be there, like, now. I need to be kidding, now. <laughs> But, um, Mike, thank you so much for doing this. We really, really appreciate it. And taking, I know you're a very, very busy man, so it's a graciously appreciated. Sometimes. Oh. <laughs> a busy man with a lot of cardboard boxes to open by the look of it. Uh, well, no, actually, those are those are for, for my friend in England. Oh, really? Oh, there you go. He, he sent most of his stuff here, and he comes out twice a year or so. <clears throat> I have to tell him to stop though because he's so, so you're you're seeing the small boxes. Oh my god. More to the side, I, I, I got a I got a box yesterday the, the size of a, a four-cylinder engine. So oh my days. Eventually you have your face up against the camera because of all the boxes behind you like pushing you against it. <laughs> uh, well, you know, I, I have I have other areas too that I have his stuff in. So <laughs> that's crazy, man. God. Crazy. Love it though. That's cool. Oh yeah. Well, he'll, he's coming out for the uh, for what's called the Gallifrey Convention for the, the, the Doctor Who Convention. Hmm. Ah. And he'll pick pick up the stuff there because uh, I, I actually go to that as well. My uh, I help him with with some of the guests. That's so cool. They, I think they filmed Doctor Who where I live. I think they yeah. film it here. I think it's filmed in Cardiff, Wales. Yeah, um, I think it is. Yeah. Yeah. So I know they block off because I always get like notifications sometimes like roads blocked off here, here and here. And you're like, oh, cool. Can't go that way. Can't go that way. Brilliant. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, no, Doctor Who's not really a personal. I've never really watched it. I think I did when uh-huh. I was a kid, like way back in the day uh, yeah. with like, the Tom Baker episodes and stuff. And when he was a kid, I was like, wow, it's just but then I don't know. It just never really, and it never really caught on for me. I was a bit like, I watched Star Wars as a child, then stopped watching that as a teenager. It's, I don't know. Just one of those shows, I suppose. Some, I watch yeah, it all. Yeah, oh, I, I can't say I blame you, to be honest, Mike. I can't say I blame you at all. Yeah. <laughs> I fell off with Jodie Whittaker, Doctor. I just... Mm, I uh, that's my it. wife, too. My wife is like, Doctor Who is a man. And I'm like, 
you know what? I don't care. <laughs> <laughs> no, that, that didn't bother me. I just thought it was rubbish. I just couldn't get into it. Yeah, yeah. I, well, I mean, you know, I don't, I, I don't know who the new person's going to be now. But uh, I saw a rumor of Danny Dyer. Which I don't just, even know who she, he or she is. He's like a proper Cockney Norman, proper Cockney Londoner lad. Oh, oh like, we'll see. I yeah. give everybody a chance, you know. Just imagine him walking. You go, you're right, Dalek. Just nut on one. Just... <laughs> <laughs> he probably would do that as well. Probably would, yeah. Oh. Um, lovely. Jamie, shall we? Yes. I was going to say, Mike, what I normally do is I just do a little intro. And then as Tom likes to say, we just bombard you with questions. If that's okay. Sure. Beautiful. Yeah, I just can't guarantee I'll answer all of them because if it affects anybody's livelihood, it won't answer them. Ah, no. That's my question, John. Yeah. And I also would prefer not to do any uh, any um, political anything. We no, don't we, do that anyway. We don't do that here. No. Okay, that's good. You're all good. Yeah. Yeah. Doesn't, yeah. doesn't help anybody. No, <laughs> Whenever we've had guests go on political before, we've just been like, this is awkward. <laughs> yeah. Right. Hello, everyone. And today we welcome a very special guest into the chateau. Today's guest has contributed to some of the biggest projects in movie and TV history. Our guest and his team at HMS Studios have designed and built props for projects like Star Trek, The Hobbit, Adam's Family, Theodore Rex. Anyone else remember that film? Just me. Babylon 5, True Blood and much, much more. Ladies and gents, today I bring you the Chronicles of Mike Moore. An absolute (laughs) pleasure to have you, sir. An absolute pleasure indeed. But I feel... That we should start with the really hard hitting stuff, Mike. How was your pandemic season? My pandemic season. Well, let's what? see. I I ended up getting COVID. No. Oh yeah. Uh, you know, before they were allowing my age group to get the the shot at all. Depends and on. then uh, and then I got the shots of, on top of that anyway. But yeah. yeah. Did, did you suffer quite badly, or was it just? Uh... <laughs> I had. On a scale of one to ten, it was about a six. Okay. I, everybody in my family got it all at one time. No way. <laughs> oh, oh, yeah. So, so my daughter had a, about a one or a two. My wife and my my uh, youngest son had like an eight and a half. <sighs> and my, uh, my oldest son, I think he was probably about the same as me, about a six. Oh, bless you. That is rubbish. <laughs> I love oh, the yeah. fact you're comparing numbers on a one to ten scale. Like you with the one, you look after everyone. You're fine. You, you'll be fine. <laughs> it's a mild cough. Get over it. Help us. But obviously, with like things not really going ahead and people being locked away and whatnot, did you decide to teach yourself anything new or you know learn new skill when you were obviously when you were well to do so? Well, yeah. I mean, I I didn't want to stay in the bed because you know, you know, yeah, yeah. For me, I got the. Um, you know, the, a lot of the body aches. I lost all the taste. I lost all the no. smell. Um, I still haven't gotten all the taste or smell back. Really? It really sucks. Oh, yeah. Oh, no. Oh, yeah. So I can't, you know, I can't sit there and enjoy a really good steak anymore. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> you know, it has to have more seasoning in it. But my but my tolerance to spicy foods has diminished. Really? Yeah. 
But since you can't taste it, surely you'd be better at it then. Oh no! If you can still get the, you can still get the heat though. Oh, of course. The burning of course. Sensation. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And, but but it used to be, you know, out of one to ten, it was a, you know, my my tolerance is about a five to a six. Now it's about a three. Oh, Mike, I'm so sorry. <laughs> oh yeah. Oh yeah. I can have a coma, and that's about it, lads. Yeah. <laughs> but you know, it's it's whatever you know. Not like I could go mine it back or something. Yeah. You know? <laughs> Yeah, it's true. But but as far as work went, uh, you know, um, I have hobbies, you know, besides other things. And, uh, you know, it, it gave me a chance to kind of start trying to go through some more boxes and stuff for, you know, for 40 years of stuff. That's nuts. I can, ima- I can only imagine the amount of stuff you've got just in boxes and in storage. Uh, I've gotten rid of a lot of stuff because some of the stuff was like, oh, this is a box of scrap plastic that has no reason to be in my, in my, in my storage, you know. I suppose doing what you do, you probably at the time you probably looked and went, I could come in handy one day. I could probably use that for something. I'll keep that. I'll keep that. Right. Yeah. Well, and, and that's what we would do. I mean, you know, it's like in some cases... Uh, for instance, uh, a, a phaser, for instance, if we were having to make some for the show, sometimes we'd be like, yeah, make five extra, you know, and pick out the best castings to do now. And then the ones that need a little bit of cleanup, toss them in the box over there. And when we have time, we'll clean those up and, and have them ready to go for when we need to make more of them. So, you know, when you do that and then you forget what box you threw them into... <laughs> Um, uh, you may have those little stashes in, in, you know, 20 different boxes. <laughs> and, and when you, you know, it's like, oh, can you take all that to storage? Cause it's in the way now. So it goes in the storage and then, you know, once again, you know, 20, 40 years later, you're, you're like, okay, we're going to bring back these five boxes. I got to go through those, see what, see what we can condense down. Oh. Oh, where'd that come from? You know, <laughs> I've been so looking some, for this. <laughs> or, or in some case, well, in some cases, yes. Um, or, uh, you know, I mean, I, I don't know if you guys have, have seen my, um, you know, my YouTube channel and stuff where I go through and talk about the props being made and so on. But as I go through those boxes, sometimes I'll find one of the masterpiece parts that go with X. And, you know, I'm trying to get all that stuff together as well at the same time. Anytime I find something, it goes, okay, so this is a, mas- this is a master box. And then I'll go through and disseminate that into other boxes that may have already have other parts in it. Um, and, you know, and, I, and I've been doing this for, you know, on and off probably for the last 10 years or so as far as trying to, to uh, disseminate what is a master and what's just a casting and so on, like all these different stuff. Um, as well as, oh, that's an original prop. Okay, I got to put that over there. So it just depends, you know. You know, and, and, it's, and it's not just Star Trek. You know, I've got stuff from Sequest. I've got stuff from, I think I still have some stuff from Earth 2. Um, I have stuff from when I was working uh one of the early jobs I did was on a, a movie called Munchies. And I still have one of those heads for it. It was a, it was a core one 
uh, rendition of Munch or uh, of uh, God, I lost it now. Gremlins. Oh, it was, okay. It was it was the low end version of of like Gremlins <laughs> that I worked on. Because um, I I didn't work on on the 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 first Gremlins. I worked. I because I did work on Gremlins, but it was like the second movie. Um, but but then I worked on the you know the ripoff version, which is <laughs> of the first movie. You know, just, just take whatever props you got left over in Gremlins and go right. If we tweak and adjust these, sorted. <laughs> well, it, no, it was too, too, too big of a, a you know you know budget for Munchies, budget for. <laughs> <laughs> For, for gremlins so um yeah it, it's you know i've i've worked on on some really high-end stuff and some really low-end stuff you know I'm, imagine that's i bet the low-end stuff though is probably much more fun in a sense because it's like <laughs> it depends it depends on what production company you're dealing with I suppose like the um, big the high end stuff is like right. We've got all these different materials you can use. Low end budget. You've got to carry a carry bag, a tennis ball, and a ballpoint pen. Go. <laughs> that's all we can afford. In, in, in some cases, yes. In some <laughs> cases, that's exactly it. Or, or it's in some cases that's the the director, the producer, the uh, you know. It, it just depends on 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 a lot of factors on whether you're going to have fun in that film versus mm. this. Um, Munchies, I didn't have any problems. You know, I was working for another company, uh, and and at that point, we were working on Munchies, Mass, and Masters of the Universe at the same time. Oh wow! Wow, which is the- <laughs> so you know, bigger budget, not so much of a budget. Um, and then at at, at a, when once Munchie was was done, we were still still working on Masters of Universe, but then we started Captain Power to the Soldiers of the Future, uh, which was a you know children's show for for uh, Saturday mornings. Um, and then I had to go to Canada for that. <laughs> oh damn! Um, and while we were doing at the end of of masses of the universe is when we started on doing um beetlejuice oh wow what a film <laughs> so i've, I've yes, got to I, your website some of the stuff you did for beetlejuice and it's nuts well yes i mean you know you you, you kind of get you know at that point i we depending on the film that you're working on and who you're working on it with kind of determines whether you're going to be able to take behind the scenes photos for yourself or not. Mm. Okay. And well, that was one of those films of, Oh, we can take pictures of that, but not of this, but not of this and that. Yes, that, but not this. So it's kind of like, what's what? the <laughs> point either way? <laughs> uh, <laughs> you know, oh. so it, that's what it comes down to those like, uh, whatever. Okay. You just have to work how you're going to work. Right. Mr. Moore, 
you, you've said you've been working in the world of props for like 40 plus years now, but take yeah. us back to the early years. What did young Master Moore want to be when he grew up when he was a little boy? Uh, I wanted to be a makeup artist. Really? Uh, yes. During, during high school, I actually, my, one of my friends and I, Jeff Farley, would actually do a, um, uh, a like a little, we'll make you a custom mask kind of thing. Yeah. Directly on your face, that, then we'll peel it off and you can reuse it, you know, for other things like appliances. Um, and we would do this in the storefront of a comic book store that we, we worked out occasionally. That's so that is awesome. Yeah. <laughs> awesome. So my 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 uh youth, as they call it, besides of course, you know, trying to find a girlfriend and everything else like everybody else does. <laughs> um I wasn't one of those guys though that would you know try and go get drunk somewhere. <laughs> okay. I, I had I had higher expectations. <laughs> <laughs> Um, so I would go, uh, he and I would, would go to different conventions and stuff like that. You know, I, I've been going to, to, uh, to, uh, fan conventions since, uh, my, um, like junior, uh, since I was a junior in high school. Wow. So it, it, you know, I went from being somebody just going to the convention to have fun and enjoy it to being the person as the guest at the convention. That's so that's that, awesome. it's kind of, that's kind of weird. and surreal at the same yeah, time. Yeah. But, um, but uh, no, so we used to do that. And then I started, you know, doing little jobs here and there. Um, uh, one of my friends called me, I was working, where was I working? I was working at Toys R Us, the toy, you know, the toy company yeah. uh, as a stock guy, which is fine because I hate work, working with people's money. Um, but I was uh, working as a stock guy in the back. And my friend calls me up one day and goes, hey, so I have this job. I go, good. You have a job. That's great. <laughs> <laughs> he goes, well, I have this job. And I have this other job that I need to leave because I'm taking this other job that's paying me better. And it's actually kind of cool. I said, oh, okay. So what do you say? He goes, well, I want you to take my place at this other job <laughs> doing, you know, take over for me at that job. So I'm not leaving them shorthanded and so on. I said, okay, fine. What is this? Um, and what that turned out to be was, uh, applying makeup appliances and other things but a lot of makeup uh for a film called reanimator i know okay. of that yeah and and that was interesting i had jeffrey combs as as one of the um the uh as, as the lead guy with the, you know the glow in the dark and you know injectable stuff to bring people back to mm. life mm. um so you know worked on that applying makeup for like the big scene where uh i forgot what the the the, the um damsel in distress was from that i don't 
know, nowadays you wouldn't say that to a, you know, she's not a damsel. She's, you know, whatever. Um, and that's fine. You know, whatever you want to call it. Uh, but that, that was fun. But I also discovered that day I was kind of like, ah, you know, I really hate dealing with all these people. <laughs> you know, because in some cases when you have, you know, when you're dealing with major actors, they, you kind of have a specific thing that you need to, you know, just a certain decorum and so on because, you know, they've got their status now and everything else. Then you've got the other, all the extras and stuff who uh, ask for ridiculous things, you know. Well, meaning, you know, they, they want to be seen more than the other extra so they can, you know, maybe be in front of the scene or behind, you know, over here next to the main character, whatever. That's not something that's up to me anyway. That's, that's up to the director and, and whoever's there. Yeah. <clears throat> not my job. Uh, but, you know, getting people asking you, hey, you know, you missed a spot and then them bending over and, and showing your, the, your their privates <laughs> and going, you missed what? a spot. Like, and going, you can't see that in camera. Well, it should be painted anyway. Okay. That's such a weird Yeah. He just touched yeah. me. Just touch me anyway. Go on. Go on. Touch me anyway. Yes. And, it, and, and, you know, and, and that was not just males. It was also females and so on. Um, but, but it just comes down to is, is I didn't want that to be that intimate. Yeah. With a lot of people. I don't think anyone wants to be that intimate with people to be (laughs) No, you'd be wrong. (laughs) (laughs) Um, But, but the, you know, it's, it's once again, if it's, if it's your thing, you know, because on that movie, see, all the extras were nude. Okay. Because they were in a, well, because they were in a uh, undertaker's office and they were Uh... dead. And brought back to life. Got you. So at, at that point, it was a turning point. I mean, you know, I had done other small films. And, you know, this is, but this was like the turning point from really wanting to do makeup to to going. I'll still do some appliances and apply some makeup and stuff, but I don't want to do that kind of stuff. You know, mm. uh, I was more interested really into the the more into the gore okay. yeah, and, yeah. And, and creatures, you know, because, uh, you know, when you're doing gore, there, there's, there's no rules, you know, you can, you can, you know, shoot out 14 gallons of blood everywhere out of the one guy. And it doesn't matter. It's just, <laughs> uh, and it's all fine. Um, but then I started being asked to do other things for different companies when I wasn't working for a specific company, I'd get phone calls going, hey, uh, do you still do vacuum forming, you know, uh, stuff? And I go, sure. So I would get calls for like making, you know, 50 sets of, of vacuum form eyeballs and 50 sets of, of uh, eyelids for some animatronic characters for this. 
and and so on and so on and so on. So it just you know everything just kind of built up into uh, doing stuff because I've I've always worked on stuff in my garage. You know, my dad my dad was a teamster for 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 the studios, um, which is that's a driver. Okay. Um, and but his hobby was woodworking. You know, so he'd like you know try and build a chair and he'd try and do this. Not until he got older that he kind of get into doing more like, oh, I could put like lines and stuff on the wood and, and make it look more fancy and all that. Uh, but I had always been, you know, always in the garage working on things. I was the one son who would help him, you know, change the transmission on on the car in the in the driveway or alternators, blah, 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 you know, all that stuff. Um and uh, what, one of the questions from uh, at one of the conventions was, when was the first time you ever got your own tools? Uh, it was it was a, it was a question of like when did you start actually playing with all you know tools? Uh, okay. Like yeah, yeah. And I said, oh, I was about eight, because <laughs> uh, my my parents literally asked me what did I want for Christmas one year. And I said, I want my own tools. So instead of them going and get me, getting me like the children's plastic hammer <laughs> and stuff like that, which you would normally kind of get for a child that age or, or something, um, my dad went out to Sears, which is, I don't know if they have them there or not, but Sears was, a, was an all-around kind of store. They'd have clothes and all that, but they also usually had a really good tool department and he went and got me an actual toolbox hammer screwdriver set pliers and a, and a small wrench set no way that's oh, awesome yeah. so, though so that was you know so i actually got what i wanted for christmas yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you know a lot of kids don't get what they want for christmas but to be fair that gamble paid off it's safe to say you've used those tools in your life so, oh yes, and it's, it's become an addiction actually. Because <laughs> I, I basically when I was about about twenty one years old, I decided I technically needed two of everything <laughs> because whatever I had in the garage, I needed for my kit to go to my work. Once I started working in in the film industry, I kind of needed to be able to carry my tools with me wherever I went because most shops don't have all that stuff. And, and a lot of people aren't going to let you just borrow, you know, half their toolbox. You know, they're going to go, you go buy your own tools, Makes which sense. is what I did. Yeah. Um, so, you know, that's when it kind of really started happening, you know, helping my dad. And uh, so, you know, I had, I've, I've always built stuff. It's just all a matter of, you know, what it was. So did you train or study how to do the stuff that you need to do for your career? Or was it literally just started as a kid, taught myself? I'm a whiz. Well, yes. <laughs> Um, once again, I was the one, and 
see when my dad wasn't working on stuff i would be you know like oh okay so this is how you do that you know and once again there was no youtube or internet even <laughs> you know so you had so i actually did take uh which was mandatory in my junior high school which is uh sixth seventh and eighth grade hmm. um you mandatorily had to take uh, these courses. It was for half of a semester. No, no, hold on. Yeah. For every semester, you had to take uh, half of the semester was in one class. Another semester was another class and so on. So we had print shop, drafting, wood shop, and metal shop. Um, and, you know, I passed all my tests and everything in all of those. Um, the hardest part is learning uh, the old way of how type was set up, which was like, really? Cause you needed to know where the type was. So you could just reach for it and, and, and spell out your words backwards and so on. And I was like, okay. this is, I'm not doing this anymore. <laughs> I got out of that class. Um, uh, after the first first quarter of that, I was like, no, nah, I'm not going back into that class. Um, and then we did drafting, which was great, except that the teacher really didn't explain why and how and so on, what, you know, what the purpose was. I'm, I'm one of those guys of, okay, so why are we doing it that way? What does that mean? What is, you know, you know give me the answers. Give me the answers plus, you know, you know, how about, telling me before I ask it. Um, and then woodshop, well, it was like, okay, I already know how to use the bandsaw. I don't know how to use the table saw, the drill press. I, I have all that in the garage. Um, but the, the projects that, that that particular teacher was always doing, which was you're making a letter opener, you're making a lamp for your parents, <laughs> you know, stuff you're like, yeah, that's so great. It's amazing. You know, <laughs> um, then we went into metal shop. You know, when you go to metal shop, it's like, you know, anybody in that age is like, oh, hey, we can make shurikens and stuff. Oh <laughs> you know, which they did all the time. Of course they did. Um, but the thing about it was in that class, you were supposed to make a, a dust pan out of sheet metal. Uh, you're supposed to learn how to blacken metal so that, you know, so it's, it's, it's more um, rust resistant and so on. All, all these different things, you know, how to properly set rivets into between two pieces of metal and so on, which I did all of those projects. And I'm like, okay, so what else can I you go? Well, what do you want to do? Well, I want to make this chair, <laughs> which I did. Uh, but you know, it, you know, I also, it, it, in, in high school, I took, you know, photography, I took, uh, you know, the standard art class. I took pottery, you know, I've, I, you know, I dabbled in everything. I was even in, in the drama class. Okay. So I, I dabbled in everything, but I was already doing so much more 
than everybody else was. Just a sponge for knowledge. Well, yes. In, in many cases, yeah. I was one of those guys who, when they had the, the PBC, uh, you know, the, the public um, TV channels, mm. where they would show, like, like now you have how it's made, you know, yeah. uh, the, the TV show, how it's made, yeah. where they go into a factory and they show you how to make ice cream or whatever. Well, they had that way back then, but it was, it was for, you know, educational purposes back then. And I would watch all those shows, you know, how do you make, you know, what's the proper way to make, uh, you know, blown glass Christmas ornaments and da, 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 da. which people are like, that's so much useless information, except for when we were working on um, the movie Toys with Robin, Robin Williams. The prop master came in and goes, yeah, we want to have some custom glass ornaments made. And, you know, we're, I'm not really sure how that process goes and, and sub blah, blah, blah. And I said, oh, well, it depends on what kind of glass ornaments you want to do really thin glass blown ornaments, then you have to make a wooden mold and it, you know, it all, I told them the process of how to do this based on what I knew, you know, from, from learning from other things. And uh, you know, once again, there's, in my opinion, there's no such thing as, as useless information. No. It's only useless to the people who don't need it. I love that. And, and, and the other thing is, is, is when you're learning something, whether it's using a mill, a lathe, uh, or a chisel and a hammer, is there are portions of each one of those tasks that you can transfer to something else. Mm. You know, so it 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 all it's all a matter of of what you want to do, how you want to do it, and can you think outside the box? You know, and pick and choose the knowledge that you need off of all those other things you've ever done. So in regards to like training them on and learning them, over the years, let's say we've been doing this for 40 years, technology and stuff must have changed so much. How often are you having to teach yourself new skills or go out and learn new skills? Well, ju just to give you some all, a little bit of other background, in, be in between certain points of my career in film i also worked in aerospace what okay yeah wow uh, I, 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 I built uh fat you know valves and stuff for different different planes and ships and so on um uh at, at the time the, the united states was still using the sr-71 blackbird yeah. Um, so my, the company I was working for, we were still making parts for that. So I was oh. involved in making those. I was involved in making valves and assemblies for the F-14, uh, 15, 16, da, 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 um, and environmental valves for the space shuttle. Oh, my days. So, you know, I've, I've had some experience on different stuff. I, I originally, when I started with that company, 
I originally was hired to install telephone and telephone lines. So how'd you go from that to space shuttles? (laughs) Well, my brother uh, basically told me that there was a job available. So I went in with him one day and they said, okay, yeah, you can do that. And then I started talking to the manager of the department and I said, oh, so you guys using uh, using blueprints, but are you doing metric? Are you doing, you know, blah, blah, blah. and so on. He goes, do you know how to read blueprints? I said, yeah. He goes, okay, well, blah, blah, blah. he goes, how would you, you're missing a guy in assembly. How would you like to try out for this, for this job? I said, sure. Um, and so they brought me in and I said, okay, well, why does this do this? Well, what do you mean? Well, I need to know why this, this movement is so specific so that I can understand why I'm making this just, you know, so you, when you're making valves, you know, with, with, elect, with, uh, what they call a poppet and so on with a, uh, using a cylinder, <clears throat> You want your bore pressure and all this other stuff. You know, it's all it's all technical <laughs> crap. <laughs> and and I, he goes, oh okay. And so I ended up getting the job. I was there for a while. They even took pictures of myself, my brother, and all the employees for the new uh, sales catalog kind of thing they would give to other companies. So somewhere I have a copy of that with my picture in there assembling some valves. Um, it's weird. I, like I said, I've done a lot of stuff. I went to school for plastics. I, I forgot to mention that. Um, and uh, yeah, it, it, you know, you do whatever you got to do when you're doing it. Um, Absolutely. Uh, now, what was the original question? <laughs> <laughs> I, I, I go on a tangent. It's all good. We like tangents here. We love tangents. I was saying like how you've been doing this for 40 years now, how much like technologies and techniques stuff have changed. How often are you having to learn new skills and techniques? Okay. Well, <sighs> to this day, they're still using mills, lathes, uh, vacuum formers, and, and all the same stuff I already have here in the shop. <clears throat> um, I started learning a little bit about 3D drawing hmm. and found that my, I couldn't wrap my mind around like CAD for some reason. It, 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 wasn't, it wasn't the looking at the model and going, okay, I get it. It was the complexity of remembering that Every time you do, you want to do, draw a line. You got to do like four, four, four to twenty other things before you can draw your line. You know, so so I actually use more of like um, like ZBrush and stuff like that. Um, and I and I know this much of it, which gets me does most of what I need to do. And that's the thing is is these these. These programs are so are are so huge that you know you 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 can't possibly um, know it all and use every yeah. bit of it. You can't, you know, even Photoshop and Illustrator. You know, if you know this much, 
you probably can do everything you need to do. Yeah. You, that's, that's what you, that's what you learned what to do. <clears throat> um, so I, after starting to kind of do that, um, one of my friends and I were like, you know, we should get a 3d printer. So we started looking into those and, uh, he ended up getting his first <clears throat> and, then I ended up getting one and it, it would only print like a, uh, you know, like a hundred millimeters square, you know, cube. Hmm. And I was like, Oh, it's really cool. And, but it was a really good printer. It, it printed really nicely. It was one of the best ones out there, in my opinion, <clears throat> um, that wasn't a, a professional unit. It printed just as well as one of the professional units for $10,000. And it was only about $1,200. So since then, um, and, and the reason why I bought it was because I ended up having a, um, a job from Disney for some walk around uh, costume parts that they needed. And I'm like, sure, I can do that. <laughs> I don't have a printer right now, but I can do it. <laughs> So I went out and I bought one and we started printing and I went, you know, honey, cause my, my, uh, my business partner is my wife. Okay. Yeah. So I said, you know, honey, this is taking forever. I need another printer. And it just so happens that they had just lowered the prices by half. No way. On that, <laughs> on that same printer. And she said, well, how much are we? I said, well, for each two of these that we're making, we can buy one of those printers. Nice. And we were making, and we were making seventy-five of those parts. No. And so she goes, "Yeah, go ahead." <laughs> <laughs> and that just started the avalanche of, "Oh, okay. Well, I'm gonna back this printer on on uh, on." Um, one of the platforms, uh, I forgot what it's called now, but I backed a printer on, on one of the, the, uh, you know, the Kickstarter ah. and the printer came and it wasn't quite what they said it was going to be. Mm. And I was on the, on, on a Skype chat with them for about four months trying to get this machine to work. Jesus. When they finally went, oh, yeah. Yeah, it doesn't have, it's not, you know, so on and so forth. So they sent me a new one. Oh, nice. Yeah. You know, and it was coming from the Netherlands. So it wasn't like they wanted me to send the old one back. They said, no, I'll just keep it for parts. <laughs> so then, and then that one wasn't working properly. Oh. So they sent me another one. And that one had had to have a few adjustments, but it started working. Oh yes. You know, that was okay. And I was happy about that. But then and then there's you know the outside forms for all these places. And I started talking to a guy. He goes, Yeah, yeah. He goes, Yeah, they they always like miss something in the translation when they're talking uh, about the construction and what they're doing. So what it ended up being was on the first two of them, uh, the the steps were 
way off. You know, for for the trans trans. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So he goes, measure this for me, measure that for me, blah blah blah. He and he calculated out because I'm like, I'm not going to work that out. (laughs) (laughs) Not happening. And he goes, okay, it's this, this, and this, and you need to change this, this, and this. And okay, so I changed all those, and those other first two machines started working perfectly fine. <laughs> nice. <laughs> so Free I now had, so, so I now had three of those. Um, and then you know we were looking at then SLA liquid printing started happening. And uh, my friend and I said, oh, well, let's get one from this one place. And we did. And it was working. You know, we were printing some parts for some projects we were doing. Um, And that was great. And then we got in a project to do a seven foot long model. And we're like, there is no way we're printing all of those parts that many parts that we're going to have to glue and possibly screw together on those, on all the machines we've got. Uh, So I went out and purchased a half meter by half meter by half meter or, or sorry. Yeah. Half meter, half meter by quarter meter, uh, printer uh filament printer which i have now and it prints very well once everything's set up (laughs) (laughs) once it's set up right and it takes you know you know when people complain that you know they're printing on their small printer and they've got a small piece like this and it's like it's gonna take four days at, at, at high resolution it's like dude (laughs) <laughs> get out of the way <laughs> <laughs> this piece is going to take two and a half weeks to print oh my days <laughs> that's just solid printing yes oh, it's nuts. Non, non-stop and we're having to use uh, uh, 25k rolls of filament Goodness gracious. I've just moved into 50k rolls on it. <laughs> oh man. The, the wife was like, how much are we getting paid for this job? Let's sort this one out then. <laughs> oh no, the job paid for the machine. Oh, that's all right. <laughs> yeah. And you know, in the end, it's it's I still have it, so you know. So when it comes to TV movies and productions and whatnot. Who is it in the teams you guys work with then? Is it the art department, the producer, the director? It could be anyone. Yes. All of the above. <laughs> it just depends on the production. On Star Trek, we dealt with the art department, the prop department, and wardrobe. Um, we would, in some cases, we would build components for wardrobe. In some cases, we would actually make costume materials for wardrobe. Um, as far as the art department, we would work with them on, you know, like here's a drawing they send to us. We go through it. Does it, ha- you know, does it need what color is this? What da 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 da, da you know, all that type of stuff. 
But see, during all the way through Next Generation, through all of the shows up until Discovery, we were using everything made by hand. Wow. You know, mill, lathe, you know, hammer, bandsaw, blocks of wood, blocks of acrylic, you know, aluminum, steel, whatever. Because it because at that point during like for instance, Voyager, a 3D printer was $75,000 for a small one. Holy and it, yeah, what, forget that. And, and, you could, and you could not use the part as an actual piece. You could use it to print your part out. And that's the problem, too, is, is most people at that point had no idea how to do 3D quickly. That's, that's always the, the problem, see, is, is even today, in some cases, I could, if you had a draw, a, a physical drawing of something, you know, the concept drawing, and then you're going to hand that off to the 3D guy, I more than likely could have that prop built physically before he could finish drawing it in 3D and then printing it. Wow. I suppose, yeah, because you've literally got to put every component into that drawer and own you. So like every single inch of whatever, yeah. That, yeah. yeah. And, in some cases, and in some cases, there is no measurement. I'm trying to see if I actually have any of that crap. Um, <laughs> you know, in some cases, there is no um there's nothing you know no measurements in your hands on star trek we would get usually get a three-quarter view of what it was supposed to be and told it was a hand prop or it was a two-handed prop and we would scale it ourselves appropriately oh wow you know and and have to turn that three-quarter view into a top view and a side view so we can understand the geometry of how we're building it. So, how, did you, how did you manage to land Star Trek then? How did you manage, like, how did that hiring happen? Did they approach you? Did you do apply there? No, no. I was, I was working freelance at one point. And I, one of my friends was at a shop. Uh, and they were working on a movie called I Come in Peace. Yeah. It was a piece. <clears throat> it was an amazing film. <laughs> um, but uh, so I, I was doing a lot of vacuum forming freelance at that point. Okay. So my friend calls me up and says, Hey, you still have your vacuum former work? And I go, yeah. He goes, Hey, can you come by and pick up these molds to then and, and, you know, vacuum form the parts. And so I came in and they handed me like four parts and they said, I need eight of each one of those. And, uh, you know, and how much is that going to be? And I told them, I said, if you could have a check ready for me, I'd appreciate it. Now I'm one of those guys of like, no, no, pay me as you go when we're doing this. Cause I don't want to have to chase anybody. Yeah, absolutely. <clears throat> So I ended up going home 
doing all their parts and coming back a couple hours later and saying, okay, here you go. And they're like, well, you didn't have to get them done today. I said, oh, yes, I did. <laughs> <laughs> you go, okay, well, your check's not ready yet. I, I can wait. <laughs> so <clears throat> then the director came in and decided he didn't like those designs. And they changed it all again. Oh. They called me back the next day and go, okay, all those parts you just did? He goes, yeah, they're, they don't matter anymore. Uh, come by and pick up these new molds. Come by there, pick up the new molds. They tell me any parts. I come back, deliver them back, you know, a couple hours later. They're getting ghosts. And they're like, so you're just like going. I go, yeah. I said, I, you know, if I'm going to make the parts, I might as well just make them, get them back to you. I don't need to store this stuff. Oh, okay, great. So once again, after about the fourth time of the director no. <laughs> doing this, they go, you just want a job. <laughs> <laughs> and I went, yeah, sure. Um, now, previous to this, I had been working at another shop uh, uh, that we were we were doing uh, aerospace models and stuff like that. Um, but uh, there's, there was a man named Gary Hutzel, who was the special effects guy for Next Generation all the way through, you know, all the all the shows. Um, and he passed. He passed recently. Um, but he came in because he knew my my boss at that company, and said, "Hey, we need to." Uh, to, to figure this out. He goes, cause I'm tired of trying to take a photograph and, and somehow digitally bend it around something, which was really difficult to do it, you know, in the, in the first season of next generation. Mm. And they did it a few times. So we created a projection, a rear projection device that would allow him to, take a slide of something but a, a big like eight by ten slide yeah put it in a holder and project light through it through a lens system and project it into a half of a, a dome oh wow um and that's and and, and it was on a, a stepper track so it would slowly move as if the, the planet was rotating that's so cool that's awesome <laughs> So we built that and he was happy with it. And they used it, you know, and improved upon it later on through all the different shows before they went to full digital. Um, and then that job ended and I was went freelance. And that's when I got called in to do the, you know, I come in peace parts. Um, and after getting the job, my first day was, oh, yeah, so do you know how to make molds? I go, silicone or plaster, fiberglass or what? <laughs> Should and they go, yes. okay, so that's a yes, okay. <laughs> so the, my first job was um, they were already starting to miss the communicators off the costumes on, on, hmm. on Next Generation. You know, people were, extras were taking them and so on. So... My first job was to make new molds 
to start making communicators, which I did. Always uh, but their idea of doing it was making a mold and then cast as many as you can out of that mold and then make another mold. And I went, now. <laughs> this is taking too long. No, I'd like to do things fast if I, if I have the chance to do it. So I made the mold and then I poured four copies out of that mold. Okay. And then I made a mold of the four copies. So you had four at one time. Ah, clever. So, you know, more bulk casting. Yes. And so on. Now, each one of those communicators also had to have a milled square slot in the back for the Velcro to go into. Hmm. Which normally it was one of the guys in the shop going with a drone going <laughs> and doing it. And so it was like, oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. And I said, this is taking too long. <laughs> <laughs> you know, when you have to make 60 of them. <laughs> so I made a jig for the Dremel with a little router attachment. And it was like, Okay, there's one. Okay. <laughs> nice. So we got a lot faster at doing those, um, which I still have that jig upstairs from Next Generation. Amazing. That's awesome. Um, but it's it's stuff like that. And then so they Next Generation had had already started a few episodes already when I came in. Um, I always say I came in halfway through the season, which was actually earlier, but it doesn't matter. Full <laughs> shows. Um, but yeah, I started working on that. While we were working on Next Generation, we were working on second Gremlins movie. <laughs> Great film. Great film. Um, and at that same company, I also worked on Dances with Wolves. Oh. Um, Dance with Wolves, um, Bill and Ted. Oh. Right, so, yeah, the, the first one, phenomenal. Oh. Okay, phenomenal. Uh, we also did Last of the Mohicans, we did Ad Adam's Family, um, Family Values. I don't know, whatever. Second um, one, <laughs> and uh, The Flash, Dinosaurs. Basically, we, we at any given moment we were working on three or four films at the same time. That's nuts. Did you ever sleep? That, <laughs> uh, that one, yes. That <laughs> shop, yes. <laughs> at other shops, no. Oh my. So so you know, and uh shortly after the third at the end of the third Star Trek third season. Uh, uh, the manager there was let go. You know the prop, the prop department. Yeah, yeah. So he left and started his own company, or was trying to start his own company. And then I got laid off from there because they wanted to bring in some other people who were quote more qualified than I was to work on the show or work in the shop. And I went whatever. Yeah. <laughs> So I I got a call from my previous boss who was starting a new company. And then he and I started a new company with a couple other partners. 
uh, which was proper effects. Um, and then when Star Trek found out that we weren't there anymore, they found out where we were and came to us instead of the other company. That's amazing. Oh, that, is, that is so cool. That's what we like. <laughs> um, and so on and so on. So in the end, uh, when I left our partnership at that company, because uh, I went on to do, I was still doing some film work and, and TV shows, but I started a, a collectibles company with another group of people. Uh, and that didn't work out too well Aww. because nobody wants to follow the rule of you need, you need more money than you think you do to start a company like that. Mm. Uh, so I started up HMS in my garage, which was a two car garage. Uh, and uh, we had six people working in a two car garage. Amazing. Um, and when and and at that point, my ex business partner was kind of waning down some of the stuff he want it was going to work on, um, and then I got a call from from the prop master and wardrobe department again, saying, "Hey, well, you know, you know, they don't necessarily want to do all the stuff, and we still need stuff made, and you can still do it. So, how about if you take on some of the work?" We said, "Fine." So we did that for a while and then we started, then we took over a lot of the work for Voyager because we also had, because there's two, there was two prop masters on next generation and they alternated shows, you know, episodes. Okay. Um, when DS9 came around, the one prop master took DS9, the other prop master took, kept um, next gen. <clears throat> when next gen ended and Voyager came up, that he went from next gen to Voyager and we were still doing projects for both of them at the same time, you know, Jeez. Uh, and then, you know, so on and so forth, you know, and, and during this time, uh, during about the third season of Voyager is when I started having Disney come back, uh, wanting, wanting stuff done. Um, Disney, when, when I was working, once again, another shop <laughs> in, in, in between all this, you know, you move around a lot for shows. Um, I was working on uh, for the opening of Star Tours in Disneyland. Hmm. We did the walk around C-3PO costumes for Disney. Oh, wow. So um, we actually molded the original Star Wars 3PO suit. Wow. Nice. That is wonderful. Oh. Yeah. Look at um, Jamie's face. I know, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I just I imagine George a... Lucas in the background going, don't fucking damage it, don't you fucking damage it. <laughs> no, I didn't care, actually. <laughs> I, I cared. Yeah. <laughs> um, I better not damage this, I better not damage this. <laughs> I still have a few parts. Um, not original, but you have to. Remember. You just have to keep a little bit for yourself. Oh, well, yeah. I wasn't. I don't have any of the original parts, but I did make you know a few pieces for myself. Um, so, you know, 
the day that we delivered the costumes, which was the day before they were going to do the uh, opening ceremony with Lucas and Mickey Mouse and all that, is the day I came down with a severe like strep throat and blah blah blah. And oh, so, so I could so I couldn't even go to the opening. No, oh, no. <laughs> And I had tickets to the, for the VIP section and everything. I was like, ah. <laughs> <laughs> but it's fine. Oh, it's fine. Because uh, years later, I got the, the upper torso back. Oh, nice. Yeah. When they were trying to actually electroplate copper on top of it. And they rejected it because the it was too too pricey for them. So the guy said, well, I'm not giving this back to you. So he ended up selling it at a garage sale. That's nuts. 25 bucks. No. What? <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, yes, thank you. So very much. <laughs> not even going to haggle with you about that. Thank you very much. That's amazing. So it's actually under my one of my desks back there. So, but yeah, I mean, you know, like I said, you know, you work on a lot of different things all at the same time. I mean, I, you know, once again, I worked on Sequest. I vaguely know, remember that show. Space Above and Beyond, Earth 2, um, like I said, Toys, um, worked on um, uh, Peter Pan with Robin Williams, oh. um, doing, doing some of the hand props. Uh, we did uh, Casino. What a film. Yes. We, we made the thing that crushes his head. Oh, my day. <laughs> <laughs> um, what else did we do? There's, it, well, I mean, I don't know if you looked at my IMDb page, but there's, yeah, there's a, a lot, lot of it on there. But, but that's not all of it, though. I can imagine. Some of, it, some of it is I don't even remember until I go, oh, I remember that. Yeah, I built that. See, I saw a credit you did there for Spy Hard with Leslie Nielsen. Uh-huh. I absolutely worship that man. Um, what how was that? What was that movie like? What did you do for that film? I don't remember. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> that answered my next question, actually. I was gonna say, is there some stuff that you remember working on the movie? Be like, I couldn't tell you for the life of me what I made on that movie. <laughs> yes, yeah. Yeah, well, because in some cases, like okay, for instance, dancing with wolves. Okay. Yeah. We made uh, like, I don't know, I want to say like four or 5,000 arrows, uh, you know, a, a, a box full of, of different knives. Yeah. And when I talk about a box, I'm talking about a, a box. You know? Oh my days. Um, uh, war clubs, um, uh, rifles, pistols, Rocks, uh, rocks. Well, yeah, because you attach them to some of the war clubs with leather wang. <laughs> uh, and and it's, it's just you know hundreds of pieces, you know. Uh, so different shows, different things. In some cases, like I said, it's it's like I didn't remember uh, Adam's family family values. Until my wife and I went and saw the movie, and I went, "Oh, that's what that was for." 
because you never know. You know what? Once again, in some cases, I didn't even want to know what the movie was. Just I make it a mold of this. Okay, how many do you want? Do they need to look like this when they're done? Yes. Okay. I suppose that's a good point because you literally get a design and you said, make that for us. They don't go, it's for this. It's well, going to be in this scene. You're going well, to do this. Well, in some yeah. cases, well, well, in some cases, it'd be like, okay, see these scissors? Yeah. Okay. I want you to duplicate those and I need 20 sets of them. And you're like, oh. <laughs> and oh, and, and don't put the name of it on it, you know, kind of thing. Like, okay, that's fine. And you just start. You, may, you figure out how you're going to make your mold. Are you going to have to thicken up the blades because it's too thin? Um, if you have to leave the blades the same thickness, what kind of armature are you going to put in to keep it flat so you don't have floppy scissors, you know, <laughs> or, or a floppy knife, you know, um, and, and that type of thing. So in some cases, knowing what it's for just puts your mind someplace else. Yeah. Mm. You know, oh, we also did Free Jack. That was a weird film. Um, so, so yeah, I mean, you know, it, I don't always remember everything. Most Star Trek stuff, most science fiction films and TV series, most of that stuff is in my Rolodex. Yeah. And if I get, you know, if I get a, a hint of what you're talking about, I can usually find it and go, oh, well, yeah. We made that with quarter-inch plexiglass that we, you know, just sanded that edge on the da 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 and blah blah. And you know, I can tell you what it, you know. It's like when I go through the masters as I'm doing my video, yeah, for, for my for my YouTube channel. I look at it for about five or ten minutes before I start shooting the video, and it's like yesterday. That's amazing. You know, that's, a that's, yeah. that's that's one of those things, because in some cases I might have to make that same piece. In, you know, from the first season for the fifth season. So I needed oh. to remember how I built it. Yeah. Which and is, when you get that... that immersed in certain things. Yeah. You end up being forced to remember stuff, whether you wanted to or not. Yeah. <laughs> Do you not reuse anything? Do you not go, oh, we'll use this again and we use it for this, but we can use it for that? Well, they did that all the time. In some cases, like, oh, just paint it blue now. <laughs> <laughs> Done, <laughs> EHS. But for me, sometimes, it, but in some cases, it was like, you know, oh, yeah, take this piece, hack off that front end. Yeah. And glue this other widget on it and call it done. And I'm like, <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> Especially for a show like Star Trek, because you know it's all alien technology. There is no precedent for what this would look like in the real life. Like I've said, it looks like this. It fucking looks like this. All right, job done. That's, and that's exactly it. <laughs> that's it. Uh, and in some cases, it would be like, okay, we only made one of those, so I think I'm without telling the prop master, we only made one of those. And if you need it again for something for the same thing it was before we're going to be screwed. So in many cases, I will, we would do a, a quick mold off of it and then do the alterations to the copy mm. and put the original back as a master or give it back to them. Because, it, you know, it's like, dude, that's history. Yeah, we're destroying history when we do that. So 
Um, one of the things I'm doing now, with, once again, with technology, is I have 3D scanners now. So I am taking, when I every time I have a chance to, I'll put it that way, um, I will take a master that was made for Star Trek or Sequest or whatever, and I will 3D scan it. So I have a 3D render of that piece so that if by chance it gets stolen or whatever, or thrown away by accident, whatever, there's a file. <clears throat> okay, you wanted to reproduce that? Okay. Like if a licensee came to me and said, I want a, a Cobra phaser to produce as a product, I can go, okay, let's work it out. And I'll, I'll, you know, instead of giving you a physical one, I'll give you a 3D file that you can give to your guy anyway. Because if you give, if you give them a hard copy of something, they're going to have to reverse engineer it. Mm. So the geometry will be slightly off no matter what they do. Whereas if you give them a 3D scan of the physical object, they can redo all their CAD on top of what the, the, the mesh that's been given to them. That's really clever. I bet companies really appreciate that as well. You'd be surprised. <laughs> there isn't a whole lot of them coming to my door. They're just making product from information they've got off of fan pages so when you when you're working on props and stuff for movies and tv how uh -huh. much turnaround time do you usually get from like here's the design this is when we need it for depends on the show if you're talking about star trek six days <laughs> wow so I've been and, the it and it doesn't many how many you need our, our first order for the boomerang phasers, hmm. once it was approved, uh, we had to make um, 16, I believe. So that was taking the master that was chosen, making mo good molds, and casting and finishing 16 copies of it in, in the span of, of that six days. Now, now, mind you, two of those days were, were taken up already by uh, the producers trying to decide what one they wanted to use. Oh, God. So in reality, it was four days to produce 16 pieces finished. Oh, wow. That's nuts. Or, for instance, the, for Voyager, the Herogen rifles. Oh, I love that one. Yes. Okay. <clears throat> we made two of those for production. It was I I designed part of it. Another one of my friends designed another part. Um, and then we smashed it all together. And then it was approved. And we move forward. Now it takes uh, usually a minimum of two days to do electroplating. Because this was actually chrome metal on the outside of those guns. Oh, wow. So we had, so basically overnight, I had to sculpt the bodies, 
vacuform them the next day and start all the assembly and put them all together and prep everything. And then they had to go out to be electroplated and then come back and we had to put all the electronics and all the finishing done, done on it. That's it's so incredible. But so I imagine then for like a massive production like the Hawks, you went on all the Hobbit movies, didn't you? I imagine that must have taken years. <laughs> uh, but I was there. Uh, let's see. I was there for two and a half months. Okay. And we were working on all of the movies at the same time. No, really? Yeah, they were going to cut. Yeah. yeah. It, was, it made more sense to do it that way. Um, and so I was working in the prop department. Yeah. And I was also working in the costume department. Um, we did, uh, they came to me and said, hey, I'd like you to make these, all the work shoes. <laughs> That's cool. So made all the orc shoes and then all of them came back rejected because the design wasn't quite there yet. Okay. So then I did all the, I gave them three examples of what, you know, what they could have. And they said, great. And then they said, okay, well, what's the differences between these? I said, well, this one will last a day but I can get three pairs of these done in a day. This one will last maybe a week if you're careful with it. And I can get two of those a day. And then there's this one. This one will last for the whole production, but I can only do one pair a day, which was a lie. <laughs> oh, <yeah>. <laughs> <laughs> um, and of course they picked, that one yeah but i course. was doing but i was doing four pairs a day make yourself look in, good like it in between working on something else That's nuts. so you know you once again as as you start doing things even as a cosplayer okay as you're working on costumes you start learning techniques yeah that are like oh well i've been doing it ass backwards <laughs> you know i should be putting the interfacing in first and then stitching everything closed not stitch everything put the interfacing and stitch that in and then put the lining into it it's like no do it all and then turn it inside out and you're done um but but it's stuff like that so um you know i worked on the orcs all the orc feet shoes um i worked on the uh, um, all the individual hand props from I forgot where, where what is it Watertown or whatever it's called I don't remember now I haven't seen the Hobbit I don't know <laughs> I know I know <laughs> I've watched Lord of the Rings but I haven't seen the Hobbit well you should watch it um, anyway but you know we did a bunch of of uh, all real wood tools oh wow i mean we actually made like spearheads and or you know the the, the way you would have done things Every, everything that was made for the hobbit and for the lord of the rings trilogy everything has to be made 
so that it fits within the the world of yeah. of that. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. So now, whether you use the same materials, that's beside the point. It has to appear to be that. Like a mm. lot of those shields that were made, at least the very first ones, were all made out of wood and hand sculpted and carved and everything else. That's and then they were molded. Incredible. Yeah. Um, then there was, uh, then there's the wogs. Okay. Those are the, the like yeah. the, the wolves. The big dog wolf. Yeah. 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 And they were going with one design in, in CGI. And then I was asked to help with the white wog, which I forgot that's Azog's dog thing, whatever, whatever. (laughs) (laughs) Um, And I, and we were doing all this stuff and, and, you know, we were, we were doing uh, covering this thing as far as its face in white animal pelts. Now these pelts are only this big. And yeah. we can, and depending on what what section of face we're using, we can only use this part, or we can only use that part, or just this, because because hair has to go specific directions mm. when you're dealing with an animal or a person. Yeah. Okay. <clears throat> and so, I was like, oh, okay. So we, so I worked on on it for a while, you know, and then uh, I got put on something else, making some <laughs> shields. And some some dwarf axes, uh, and then I come back from lunch one day, and here's this big log head form <laughs> sitting in my area with, with all these parts. And I go over to the to the 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 the, the prop door. I said, "Why is there a, a big head and ears and nose and stuff sitting in my my spot?" Oh. Oh well, Richard wants you to you to to build that, and I go build what? He goes, oh well, you know, you did the white wog with 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 the other people. He wants you and you to you to do the the brown wog, and I went, okay, can I talk to Richard? Oh no, he just left for China this morning. <laughs> okay, just to avoid you. <laughs> so I so I said, oh, can I work with somebody on it? Like. Uh, Yes. Who, who do you want to use? Let's, I don't know. Yeah. I'll have to wait. Um, so I, I said, I said, I want to use Warren. Uh, he's like, Warren, why do you want to use Warren? Oh, well, he knows, he knows all about hair. You know, let's, you know, we want to do, I want to do this right. Oh yeah, well, Warren's not working on anything right now. Anyway, go ahead. Yeah, yeah, you two can go, go, go at it. So we basically made the, you know, made this brown wog, um, and Peter Jackson came in nice. to look at it and walk through. And he goes, "Oh, yeah, I really like because we had you know like wounds and pussy." bits and all that stuff like you know they don't take care of their dogs so yeah <laughs> and so um so peter jackson came through and he was looking at it and you know i was in the other the prop department because we had finished it and we're, we're just waiting for him to approve it and 
I didn't know about that it had been approved or anything. And so I'm, I'm sitting there and I, I just happened to see uh, Richard walk by and he goes, I go, Hey, Hey, Richard. He goes, yeah. I go, so what did uh, Peter think of um, the, uh, the Brown walk? He goes, Oh, he loved it. So we're changing the, the digital design to, to kind of look like that. <laughs> no, nice. Way. Yeah. So, you know, and, and it always, as you're going through all this stuff, you know, you're having this person come in and see what you're doing and that person to see the direction you're going like, yeah, 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 yeah. That's fine. That's fine. But we used all fake hair in, on this one because we're like, it's going to take too long to mm. do what we did on the first one. <clears throat> and we actually got the head done in, I think it was uh, in five days. Wow. You know, um, and that included bringing people over to do painting on the eyes and stuff like that. Uh, so it was all, you know, once again, really fun. That, that was fun for me because one of my hobbies is puppetry as well. So that was kind of fun. And it's a creature. So, yeah, you know, it was, it was a nice, like, okay, work on it. Okay, now come back here and work on that. <laughs> um, so that it was fun, you know. I can imagine to that it. it's got to be a dream come true doing things like that, especially if, like you just said. Then you got an interesting puppet. You're like, oh, I get to do it with a prop, and the prop is a puppet, and I get to do it for Peter Jackson. Yeah, yeah, no, no, and that's that's the thing, you know. And then uh, on on weekends, or not on weekends, on a weekend, uh, I got to go and uh, um, got to go to a uh, mini train. Uh, place a park that had uh, miniature trains hmm. that you know you you know during the week they would open up and allow children to ride the trains. All oh, right, yeah, yeah. the guy driving the train, blah blah blah. When we got there, there we weren't opening up for for the public. We were going there to go play with the trains oh no way <laughs> so, so we brought a miniature steam engine with us um and uh i didn't i didn't want to deal with the, the steam engine so i just stuck with the electric trains you know that that we had there and that was a lot of fun we spent all day just riding the <laughs> tracks and we're like you need to slow down you might jump the track it's like okay <laughs> <laughs> Straight away is three. <laughs> yeah, you need okay. I need to slow down. All right, I'll slow down a little bit. But we did nothing but trade off riding the trains, you know, all day for that. That was fun. Um, and then make and then we in the evening we had dinner with the whole uh the whole club train club there. That was cool. That was awesome. That is so cool. No, no working at, at, at Weta. If you have a talent to be able to, that you could do the stuff that, that's being done there. And you'd be surprised that you don't necessarily need to know everything hmm. about everything, you know, to work there. Um, it is a, while I was there, I had more fun than you can imagine. Because one, 
I wasn't in charge. <laughs> Great <laughs> Number stuff. two, I was just doing the stuff that I loved doing. So, you know, from that standpoint, you know, I was already there. I was, I'm good. You know, uh, the, uh, the, the thing that I missed by about a month was, see, when you're working at Weta, they actually have classes that they teach to their employees. Okay. Like you could learn how to use ZBrush. You could learn how to do uh, um, like Rhino, 3D Rhino. Um, you could learn how to do physical sculpting. And in, and in those particular cases, the ZBrush classes taught by the, the artists who are working on the shows at Weta. This is free of charge, okay? Really? This is free of charge. So if you wanted to take the Rhino class, you just sign up for it and you show up for class. That's you so bring cool. your own computer, okay? And then as far as sculpting, well, depending on what class it was, you'd either have one of the sculptors from the sculpting department, or you could have Richard Taylor himself teaching a class. That's just nuts. And well, you know what? That's that's investing in your own company. Yeah, own I was just going to say that. Yeah, and the talent you have working for you. Why not increase your talent's skills? Because it won't do anything but help you on the other side. Exactly. You know, that's that's what we do. You know, here anybody that I have come in. That isn't necessarily, you know, knowing. Um, I've had two interns, you know, that I've that I've had here. One of which, she came in from college, and we taught her all a bunch of how to do a bunch of stuff. She's now working as one of the assistants to a, to the prop master on a D- Disney TV kids TV show. Incredible! That's amazing. Okay, the other lady. She's from the UK. Uh, her her uh, she has a company called Mad Cat Designs, I believe is what it is. Um, and you know she's into cosplay and so on. She came out to be with us. Now, I, I, to be honest with you, I don't remember if it was a month or two months that she was here. Um, but you know she had some things she wanted to build and learn how to do. And other things. I mean, you know, we went into we were doing a restoration on a Jurassic Park dinosaur velociraptor dinosaur that she helped with. Uh, she learned how to make vacuform tooling and how to assemble vacuform stuff. Um, fiberglassing, mold making, casting, you know, some stuff that that would help her on, on the other side of the fence for, for her own business. That's and I met amazing. her, I met her through her parents who went to the Star Trek convention in London that I was a guest at. Incredible. I love that you paying it forward, paying it forward. Yeah. Beautiful. Uh-huh. Yeah. 
And, and that's what it comes down to is, is that, you know, once again, especially in the puppetry side things, if, if I'm the only one right now who knows how to do that and I die tomorrow, who's going to know how to do it? Well, exactly. Absolutely. That's a no. beautiful mindset to have because there are some selfish people in the world that go, ha this knowledge is mine. <laughs> well, well, yeah. And, and, you know, there are certain things that I don't, I won't pass along to anybody unless you're with me. But in general, in general, just because I tell you how I did it doesn't mean that you're going to do it that way. You're going to take it and morph it into what you want it to do or how you can do it. So, because not everybody is concerned about making a perfectly smooth mold. You know, some people mm-hmm. like, oh, I don't care what it looks like as long as I get my part out of it. And, and that's technically the truth of it. Anytime you're doing anything, you know, there are wrong ways to do things because in, that, in, in those wrong ways, it may be dangerous. But... If the end result gets you to where you wanted to go in the first place, then you can't say it was a failure. Absolutely. You know, there, there is no wrong way to build a puppet because anything can be a puppet. You know, you can just pick up the toothbrush. Yeah. (laughs) Put a cup, you know, just use it as it is, you know? Yeah. But you can put some little little bulb eyes on there and I'm just visioning Rizzo. I don't know why. Just in my head I'm seeing Rizzo. Oh no, he's in the other room. I guess I saw you made a Rizzo. Amazing. (laughs) And Gonzo as well. Incredible. Yeah. Yeah. And and that's the thing, is is you never know what you know from from my side, I like to, to think outside the box as much as I can. But I also want to be cost effective in what a lot of the stuff I'm doing because you know you can't uh, you can't eat that piece of plastic. Well, you can. You'll regret it later. Not yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> but it's it's things like that. It's you know going okay. So how can I do this to get the effect that I'm looking for? And that's what it comes down to. With even with cosplay and everything else is. What can you do to do what you need to do? But especially, is it safe? Yeah. That's what I'm most concerned about when I, whenever I deal with, with costume pieces or props is, okay, what are you going to do with it? Well, I'm going to swing it around. Okay, well, it's going to have to be rubber. Yeah. Well, no, I want a, I want a real blade. Then I'm not making it for you unless you sign a... Uh, indemnification for me that I will not be held responsible if you kill somebody. <laughs> that is mental. That's, but that's great because that shows you're being responsible. You know, that these things could be used for anything at the end of the day. Once you made them and passed them on. Yep. So, you know, absolutely. exactly. Exactly. Mike, this is, we've been chatting for so long. I've barely touched my questions. I bet we barely no, scratched the surface of your career. No, I, I'm, I'm good. Nuts. You want to do some more questions? Go right ahead. I, I, I was just going to say before we wrap, because obviously I don't know about you, Tom, I've got so many more questions I want to ask, but we've been going 90 minutes already. Could we please get you back on for a part two down the line? Because we'd sure. love to do this again. Absolutely. Absolutely. No problem. 
But before we let you go, though, I just want to ask, are there any particular props or moments in your career that really stand out to you? They're just like, I did that. That was amazing. I'm so proud of that. Um, well, the, you know, it's it's more of like what from each show. Like mm. uh, for, for me on on Star Trek, one of the, the, the crown jewels is creating the Mark IX tin triporter. Yes. Yeah. Okay. You know, this, uh, my, my deceased business partner and I designed it and built it. Um, uh, working on you know Beetlejuice there's a whole bunch of stuff there it was like that's really cool um, it, once again it really depends on, on the shows each show has its own thing that you can be proud of uh, all, any, everything that I worked on on The Hobbit was once again uh, it connects Jack for me directly to joyous times mm. i never felt overly pressured while working on on the hobbit other shows eh, there's some pressure there <laughs> but but you know and also working on all the different star treks there was pressure but it was never anything that i was like oh man i wish i didn't have this job mm. you know, <laughs> it's, it's because, you know, people have those jobs that are just not to their liking, you know, yeah, or, yeah. or, oh, why do I have to get this customer? Yeah. <laughs> you know, if you're customer service or worse, you're, you're tech support for at, at a company and like, <laughs> oh, this guy calls every two days and it's always the same problem. Just do what I told you to do last time. Yeah. This guy from America, he's phoning about his 3D printer. This is the third one we've sent him. Oh, my <laughs> God. <laughs> well, I, what's funny is, is the representative, one of the reps I was talking to wasn't even in the Netherlands. He was in South America. <laughs> wow. Yeah, he was, he was one of the reps that was going to be, that was selling them in, in South America. And, and I was like, Sure. I mean, I talked to somebody in the Netherlands and Czechoslovakia and and blah, 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 blah. Then I got one guy who I could, he sent me his his direct email for in, in the company so I could contact him. He goes, this is getting too convoluted, Mike. You're talking to Bobby, Jimmy, da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da. And, and they don't talk to each other because they're all in different countries. So, you know, I, I said, okay, well, I'd rather just talk to one person and get this done. And then I contacted him after I got that, the, 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 the guy told me how to fix all the problems. He's like, oh, yeah, that, that should have come up, huh? Because, <laughs> yeah, that never, he goes, I'm going to write that down into our questions. <laughs> And, and, and possible solving of problems with, with, with that. It's too late to back out now, sucker. <laughs> oh, oh, no, no. He was like, he goes, no. He goes, you got what you got. He goes, that's great. Like, but as soon as you got off the phone, he's like, son of a... <laughs> no, actually, he, <clears throat> he, he, he didn't. He actually, uh, I believe he got a raise because of that. 
oh, nice. nice. Of adding that little tidbit into the mix. Like, nice. oh, let's check the steps. <laughs> it seems so obvious now you think about it, isn't it? <laughs> no. <laughs> you know, there's just, you know, 500 things that could go wrong with all that stuff. That's very true. But Tom, Tom, have you got anything else you want to ask before we wrap this up? Yeah, I was wondering, you know, did you ever think growing up that this is exactly what you'd be doing with your life right now? No, I thought I was going to be doing makeup, horror makeup. Oh, wow. <laughs> so a similar sort of like thing, but doing yeah, something completely different. Why horror makeup? Oh, because I loved horror movies, you know, like the, re, uh, yeah. not reanimator, but um, uh, Night of the Living Dead. and Oh, yes. All those types of movies. I, I loved those growing up. I loved all the old 50s and 60s space and horror movies. Mm. You know, one of my guys who who's retired now, he and I went out and bought the the box set of DVDs. You know that that you know had like a hundred and fifty of the fifties and sixties movies. Oh no way! Uh, and we would just play them in the background while we were working. That is so cool. So, awesome. so we've probably seen all of those movies like you know forty or fifty times. <laughs> <laughs> We could do that easily. We've seen how they do it a hundred times. So we'd. <laughs> oh, yeah. No, no. And, and that's the thing. You know, old movies. And, and, and sometimes you see some of those old movies and you go, oh, well, that's, I can see how they did that. <laughs> I can literally see how they did that. That is clearly yeah. string right there. <laughs> yeah. Or, 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 or you get the idea of how they did it because how it's, you know, like mm. it's always doing this instead of. Uh. <laughs> It's amazing. Mike, before we let you go, are there any plugs, websites, anything you want people to check out who are listening to this? Uh, they can check out uh, my Propology 101. Um, I have a YouTube uh, channel. Uh, I also have um, a Patreon attached to that if they would so like to join. Um, but please subscribe to the channel. Uh, I've also got a uh, Propology 101 Facebook page that I answer questions at. Um, if you're if you become a patron, I do a uh, depending on your your level, I do a live chat every month, and people can ask me whatever questions they want. Oh wow, that's amazing. That's awesome. So every- Mike, thank you so much for doing this. We will have you back because I've I've not even gone past the first page of what I've written. <laughs> so yeah. I think I've asked about two or three questions on my list. There's but so I many, love it. So definitely need to I love it. Well, you know, once you get on a roll. <laughs> we love that, though. As Tom likes to say, people listen to us chat crap for about an hour and a half each side of this. So, you know, getting to talk to you and just hear your voice is a lovely break for just our listeners alone. So it's fine. <laughs> Some great stories as well. So we'll definitely have wonderful stories. Again. Okay. Yeah, definitely. Thank definitely you. be amazing. Thank you so much for doing this, Mike. It means the world. Okay. Thank you. Take care. Enjoy the rest of your day, sir. All right, you too. Take care now. Take Thank care. you very much. See you later. All right. Bye-bye. 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 Just, oh, I love this conversation. So it's, it's fascinating more than anything. Just the amount of cool stuff this guy does. And the fact that he knows how to do so many cool things. Yeah, loved it. And if you're watching the YouTube, yeah, it's a fucking lot of boxes, isn't it? 
a hell of a lot of boxes. How was it? <laughs> Fair play to that man, because if anyone asks me to store that many boxes, I'll tell them to fucking do one. <laughs> <laughs> but guys, we hope you enjoyed this interview. Listen to it as much as we did recording it, and we appreciate you checking us out every week as always. Mr. Stevens. Oh, hello there. It's audience participation time. Bring it. Ladies and gentlemen, it's time to participate in Jamie's Participation Challenge. Now, I don't know about you, I've never been a massive fan of my name, Jamie. I just think it makes me sound like a bloody four-year-old my entire life. So I asked the audience, if you were given the chance to change your name, what would it be? And uh, if you have a reason, why? Do you have a serious answer or just a plain old silly like McLovin? Maybe you've already changed the name. Do you have a story behind it? Anything like that? What about you, Mr. Stevens? Have you always been happy with your name? Kiefer Sutherland. You just want to change your name to Kiefer Sutherland. (laughs) Kiefer, Jack Bauer, Sutherland. (laughs) Max Power is the name you love to touch, (laughs) but you mustn't touch. His name sounds good in your ear, but when you say it, you mustn't fear, because his name can be said by anyone. Max Power. Um, yeah, sorry, just Simpsons for you. Superb. I'm, I'm I remembered all that. <laughs> Although, I think, just quickly off on a tangent, my other favourite song is Simpson, Homer Simpson. <laughs> he's the greatest guy in history. From the town of Springfield, he's about to hit a chestnut tree. <laughs> <laughs> and I'll never forget when I first ever saw that, how many times I rewound that video. Yes, kids, rewound that, that video. video. VHS. I watched it so many times because it made me fucking cry every single time I watched it. But no, Jamie, I'm quite my my name is so common. Um, but I'm quite happy with it. You say that, but your name is spelt uncommonly. But it's spelt the Scottish way. There's no H in my first name, but um yeah, it's Tom Stevens is still a very common name. It's fair, I wasn't supposed to be a Jamie. My name was changed at the last minute. Well, oh really? I was supposed to be Damien. Oh, okay. I could not imagine me as a Damien, could you? No, but then again, because uh, I'm so used to, and I know you so well, that's why. Yeah, um, Damien I, Westwood. I was meant to be Edward. Yeah, I can't my, see that. It's, it's my middle name now, so. I was going to say, that I could see that being your middle name, not, not your first it name. Is, yeah. Anyway, let's get to some answers. Shannon Graham says, I want to highlight my Irish background and change my name to Shannon O'Graham. Fair nice. Enough. Yeah, why not? Jenny Bashford, my parents are told when I was a Lula, try that again. My parents were told I was a boy on the scans, so I was going to be Christopher. You can imagine the initial shock, so they had to pull my name out of a hat. Oh. Oh no, we haven't got a name for this girl. Uh, Shit, 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 shit. (laughs) Throw the names in a hat. Graham Arnold, there was another Graham, a good Graham. I killed him and took his place. It's the most Graham answer ever. Do you reckon it was Arnold Graham? Oh, maybe. Like <laughs> Jeff Nicholson. My middle name is Daniel. So is mine. I used to wish it was my first name or I had the nerve to insist it was. There's quite a few people out there that wish people, get people to call them by their middle name. I work with someone who does that. Shane Hinton. 
I was going to be called Sharker. But my mum wasn't keen. Clinton was also thrown around. But can you imagine Clinton Hinton? That just wasn't going (laughs) to fly. (laughs) That's from where they thought of it. Oh, it rhymes, love. It rhymes. I mean, love where that is. Gemma Williams. I quite like my name, so I don't think I'd need to want to change it. However, I was told if I'd been a boy, my dad wanted to call me William. Yes, that's right. William Williams. I actually had a patient patient called that. But yeah, yeah. William Williams. It's brilliant and lazy all at the same time. I love it. Ethan Tyler March. I've had five legal names in my entire life. I'm going to chalk that up to being a really indecisive person. (laughs) Five names. That's impressive. Crazy, but you know, gotta be gotta find what you're happy with and comfortable with, haven't you? Absolutely. Cassie Deacon. My Starbucks name is Brenda. Because if I say Cassie, I get Kathy on the cup, and it's just not worth the internal rage. There you go. See you earlier. This see? is the same conversation we had again. Absolutely. Starbucks. Starbucks. Jennifer Cassie. <laughs> <laughs> Lee Garrett. I've also I've always hated both my first and middle names, Lee and Barry. I wish I'd had the balls to change them when I was younger, but now I'm nearly 40. I think it might be weird. I did find out my parents almost called me Vincent, which I think would be far cooler. Probably a great name, yeah. The amount of people have said, like, I've always hated my name, but I'm 40 now. It'd be fucking weird if I changed it. <laughs> you wouldn't respond. Be like, Vincent? Vincent? <laughs> yeah. Vincent! Lee? That's, yeah. <laughs> That's exactly what it is. I would forget I'd change my own name. I know what I'm like. Brilliant. Aaron Thomas. Sorry. Yeah. Aaron Thompson says, so I'm always a bit annoyed with my name because people always get it wrong because my name is Aaron, but everyone calls me Aaron. Yeah. I got told off by a customer for saying that. You did. I remember that. And as I had hoped, someone in the comments posted a pic, a gif of the Aaron. Yeah. Brilliant. Fucking brilliant. Megan Rayner hated my name in school because it was three Megans and I was the only one people addressed by their last name. Nowadays, I don't really care. Sure, the shut up mega jokes get tiresome really fast, but I can imagine that to be fair. <coughs> Pardon me. Rona Budworth. Never used to mind mine until this fucking virus came along. Yeah, I bet. That's, that's <laughs> the first thing I immediately thought of, yeah. <laughs> Clara Harley Quinn Oswald. I've already changed my name. I got my current name from Doctor Who. That's fucking awesome. Nice. Clara Harley Quinn Oswald. That is a great name. Loved that one. Hayley Muck. I'd want to change my last name because I was always picked on for it. Right to the point, I never like saying it, and it's even short down here on Facebook. Hearing my name and seeing the merchandise out there makes me cringe every time. I guess I'll wait till I'm married. It's McFly, isn't it? It's got to be McFly. (laughs) It's got to be McFly. It's either McFly or McDonald's. It's one of the two. McDonald's were livid because Scottish people got there first. With the muck. (laughs) Possibly. (laughs) Dan Perry. Honestly, I'd be happy just being the single name of Perry. Only my family call me Dan anyway. People who don't know me or when I get in trouble. See, so he wants to be basically he wants to be the male Madonna and just have one name. Or, or, be, a, or be a resident DJ. <laughs> <laughs> wow, that's a deep 90s cut. I like that. We love Harry Enfield. We do. Uh, Ian Morgan, there was a time I considered changing my name, and if I did so, I was going to change my first name to Not and my surname to Important. So if anyone asks me my name, I can go, My name's not important. Clever. We like that. 
quite like that. I mean, my um, sister's, uh, my brother-in-law, my sister's fiance, his last name's Bull. My sister has announced she's pregnant again, so I'm quite excited. Uh, but obviously, you can imagine all the names that have been coming up in my group, my dad and stuff. So we've had Adora, <laughs> Ex- Exciter, <laughs> Increda. <laughs> That's what I go. Oh, it's been it's been so funny. <laughs> I what bet a load of fucking it. <laughs> that that is it. <laughs> my mom's ex-husband's surname was King and he was like I really want to have a baby with a Chinese woman so we can name our son Wan oh, Wan King <laughs> or have a son and name him Joe anyway moving on. anyway last one Ramona Bowling my parents thought about my name and everything else as apparently dad and a former girlfriend picked it out Mom found out after I was born and the war was on. The girlfriend also named her kid Ramona. I live in a tiny town and I went to school with her for years. And I honestly would love to be named literally anything else. Call me dog shit or boss bitch or whatever. Just not Ramona. Should we call her Tenpin? Tenpin bowling! She said anything else. She said anything else. That's brilliant. Yep. Tenpin. Sorted. Ramona, your new name is now Tenpin. Courtesy of the Chronicles of Podcast. <laughs> Fucking brilliant. But, guys, thank you so much for your incredibly glorious answers. And thank you so much for participating. We appreciate it more than you could ever possibly imagine. Thank you for checking this show out. It means the world to us. But if you do enjoy our Jamie's Zorn's participation, you enjoy Callum's treachings, you enjoy Tom's journal, you enjoy all the absolute stupid ass bullshit that we talk about, and the guests we have on, maybe enjoy the other 24 editions of Chronicles of Podcast, which you can find on Spotify, Google, Apple, Matchmaker FM, wherever the fuck else you find your podcast or get your podcast from. You can also check out our episodes on a Wednesday night called Hashtag WBW Way Back Wednesday. And hopefully you all enjoyed Bear this week in yeah. that massive fucking blue house of his, Noel McNeil, a genuinely true, wonderful, and incredible human. And I can't thank him enough for being a part of this show. He is, I love that interview so much. It's another favorite. I hope you all have enjoyed it. You can find it also on our YouTube channel. Please hit that subscribe button. It's so important that you hit that subscribe. Please hit subscribe uh, and check out all our interviews are on there in video. And you can watch this show in full on there as well at the chronicles of podcast you can also find us on facebook at the chronicles of podcast hey jamie do you know where else you can find us oh where on the twitter oh i was gonna say at tco pod you can also find us jamie where uh on the corner begging for people to subscribe to our youtube channel on the insta browse close at tco pod you can also follow us on TikTok at TCO Pod if you really want to. You can also come and shop find us on our beautiful, brand spankingly, sexily, gorgeously, new, deliciously, wonderful website at www.thechroniclesofpodcast.com. You can find all of our shows are on there, all about us, our episodes, and all of our sponsors, which include the Sophie Lancaster Foundation, which include Stay Cozy, and of course, Syscast. Uh, that's everything. Um, yeah. So the Chronicles of Podcast. 
Downloaders, reviewers, raters, sharers, tell all of your friends about us. Allow us into your ears, and most importantly, if carrying us anywhere, make sure you put us in Tupperware and close the lid. Definitely always close the lid. We don't want to go off. We smell bad enough as it is. Apparently. Apparently. What another glorious episode. Mr. Stevens, I thank you so much for joining us this week. But before we get out of here, we have to thank the usual people. Mr. Matt Roberts, you beautiful human you. Thank you for all of our music. Please, everybody, go check him out on all his social medias. Go check him out on Spotify, Matt Roberts Music. He has got some fantastic albums out there to listen to. A few weeks ago, we threw back to his episode talking about all about his album, Vida. Go check out that album and everything he's released since. This new single I Got You is out now. Yes, there you go. Brand new music and all. We thank Mr. Braden Barry of Stay Cozy for his fantastic clothing line. Look at that. Here's my heart hoodie. Love this bloody hoodie. Honestly, not just saying this because I'm trying to get him on to go there. The comfiest hoodie I have ever owned. I love this hoodie so damn much. Go to staycozyclothing.com. Add one of everything to your basket because why not treat yourself into New Year? And when you get to the checkout, add in The Chronicles at checkout and get yourself 10% off your order because why not? And of course, we spread so much love to the Sophie Lancaster Foundation. It is an incredible cause, an incredible charity. They are raising awareness to stamp out prejudice, hatred and intolerance everywhere. And that is from all different backgrounds. Yes, it was set up because of something that happened to an alternative member. Something that happened to a member of the alternative community. But that doesn't matter. Anything, any hatred that happens anywhere, let's get rid of it. If you are in the UK, in fact, if you're anywhere in the world, and you work in a school and you want to get these guys to do a speech and give their workshop, please get in contact with the foundation, get this message out there and get this workshop delivered because the more people that see it, the more people that experience it, the more people's lives we can reach out to. So please do that for me, my loves. Go to www.sophielancasterfoundation.com and you can find out how you can do all of that. And also, massive thank you to Syscast Audio Drama Feeds. Please go and check them out as well. You can listen to Marty and Mars, Bounty Hunters, Val Toby Season 1, uh, plus many, many more to come. And obviously, as soon as I'm allowed to, I will announce the big news that they have delivered to me this morning. So I'm quite excited about that. Jamie. Hello. Another glorious episode, sir. Another glorious episode. I very much enjoyed this one. Yeah, me too. It's always a, it's always a classic. It's always a good time. Good it fun. It was a good, good time. Had by all. Good times. Guys, as for this week, we're going to see you next week. Goodbye, everybody. Bye!